what is really happening. I'm going to get some folks in here on this May 20th in uh, Nightmarica. Cold reality of um, open open uh, genocide um, propaganda from Jimmy Kimmel who's uh, in bed with uh, Moderna and calling people you know segregating you know the stages of genocide to to make people that do not want to participate in this lie out to be some kind of scourge some kind of scourge against humanity that's not gonna you know if we have to you have to and I say to Jimmy Kimmel go fuck yourself just ridiculous bullshit how do I start this thing up okay there you go Everything's good here, I think. Invite members. All right, everybody's invited. Everybody's invited. And we're live. Mute testing okay. testing. What's uh, I don't know what's going on here. Muted. Okay, unmuted. All right. Hey. Hey, what's up? How's it going, Mr. Matt? Oh, it's it's, it's going. Man. You're a little muffled. Uh, still. Yeah, you're low. Hold on. Let me check here. Well, let me check some of these settings here now. I mean. You're at the default um, volume on, you know, in the cave. Oh, sorry. There you go. All right. All right. Is that better? Much. All right. Much Good. better. All right. So, Matt, tell uh, tell everybody who you are and uh, where where they can find you. All right, uh, I'm at the uh, Um I'm there. I'm on uh, archive.org. I have an Odyssey channel, but unfortunately, they take uh, they have credits that you need to either buy or earn, and it's really hard to upload stuff videos on there. So, right, um, yeah, I'm pretty much on the sovereignarchives.com for 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 now. Um, that's where I post everything. If I you know, lack for the better word, have motivation for it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's been kind of like one of the, like one of those past six weeks, you know, it's like just, uh, mm-hmm. well, you know, so I have been trying to put up stuff, but then there's other things I don't know. If, All right. Know. But yeah, I'm at sovereignarchives.com. Those, the sovereign archives, the sovereign. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, and so, yeah, well, I mean, you know, I know Odyssey. There's some of those that take the um, the credits and all that stuff. But if, I think if you go over to NewTube, I think Greg um, posts over at NewTube or something like that. You can just upload. You don't have to. You don't have to deal with any of that. You know, the, the credits and things like that. So yeah, just look yeah. In, look into some of those other platforms. I definitely will. 
Yep. So how you been, man? Oh, you know, just, um, you know, just, uh, just soaking in and absorbing the, you know, well, you know, uh, you know, look, I'm trying, I'm trying to find God. Um, so <laughs> trying to, um, I mean, a lot of the stuff that we're, that we're dealing with here is biblical and was, um, was basically predicted, um, many, many years ago, um, in that, in that, in the book, the Bible. And, um, and we're seeing that now and we're seeing, uh, you know, we know that this is a spiritual war and we know that, um, I mean, most people don't realize the evil that's in this world, like, like obviously like you and I, and uh, I mean, there's, there's, there's many others, but for us to look at the world and understand, I mean, you listened to, you know, Clint for a number of years. I, I actually, I forget how you, you kind of um, got connected with him to, you know, to listen to a lot of the, the, the really, really uh, interesting things that, uh, that Clint was, uh, you know, on his, on his journey to um, awareness so you were definitely on the right track. And I mean, Greg years ago said to me, Hey, you know, you got to listen to this Clint guy. So recently, or I want to say over the last year, you know, Clint and I did a, a, a couple of shows and then you, I want to say you became, I don't know if you became familiar with me at, at that point or whether you were listening back you know on uci when 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 clint and i you know when i had clint on and then at times you know i would i would you know call him up and say hey uh um you want to you know you want to kind of just do a show because i know that was after his corporation nation when he kind of separated from that and then from time to time he had some he had some things that he wanted to um you know he just wanted to kind of blow off some steam and stuff like that so i said hey listen whenever you want to you know whenever you want to do my show just, you know, just, just say the word. And so anyway, um, you know, when, when you, when you look and you see the type of evil that's, that's going on, you know, there has to be a force for good out there, right? You know, cause every action has an equal and opposite reaction. And, um, so, I'm just kind of on a, you know, on a journey on another branch, you know, another branch of, of this, um, of this journey. And then, you know, from time to time, it's just about, you know, like disconnecting and, um, you know, putting things into perspective and, 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 um, and those different, um, aspects of of this um just ridiculous clown show i mean if you and i know you probably watched um the truman show oh yeah and you know like i watched it again um i've probably seen it probably about three times but it was always good but but there's there's movies now that really kind of drive home the situation that we're in where this one you see in this movie where this one man is completely completely unaware 
that there's a television show about him. And it's just fascinating where where Kristoff, played by Ed Harris, just actually watched a movie with uh, Ed Harris just recently on uh, on Netflix called Kodachrome. It was actually really good. Him and um, him and Jason Sudeikis, um, where mm-hmm. he's uh, oh, he's a photographer, a lifelong photographer, and he's dying, and you know he never re- really was a good father to his son, Jason Sudeikis. Anyway, it was really good. It was um, just kind of you know one of those kind of heartfelt movies where. You know, father and son kind of reconnect. Son is like, I, you know what, you were just a shit dad and all that other stuff. But anyway, so Kristoff is the guy that he plays, and he's like the executive producer of the of the Truman Show. And he said, "People accept the world with which it is presented to them." I think that's one of the one of the the key. F- the key statements that he makes are the people accept the world by the way that it is presented to them, meaning however a system wants to program you. And I mean, we're all, and I, and, and it's even, it's so, it's so much more, uh, it's so much more um, obvious now. But I mean, if you go back to, um, back to, you know, my dad was born in like in 1917 and he was in world war and he was in world war two and the world was a simpler place back then. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of media. There was like there William Randolph Hearst was a, was a newsman. Like there wasn't too many. There wasn't too much news that was so they could really, really kind of maneuver and do things uh, back during those times, you know, like, uh, you know, World War One um, and uh, the Russian Revolution that kind of coincided with one another where where the banking uh the banking oligarchs and the Vatican and, and, and all of these other um, uh, banking elite decided that they were just going to go in and just fucking just crush the Russia. You know, the uh, Bolsheviks, the Bolsheviks went in there and they just turned everything upside down. They bastardized everything. They they turned people against the government. And one of the one of the key things that um, that Catherine Austin Fitz said in 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 part one of that MP3 that you posted, uh, you know, a number of weeks ago with Farrell, she said, what people need to understand is that the government is being held hostage now by these banking elite the people that pulled off the the covid the covid uh scam because in 2008 which the 2008 financial crisis which was a result of the the deregulation of Glass-Steagall by Clinton and Summers you know the usual suspects um at the fed they deregulated Glass-Steagall and they basically in 
you know, in about 10 or so years, 10, 12 years, it brought about the financial crisis. And then after the financial crisis and the bailout and then the rise of the, the Tea Party, which were all racist, right, by the way, right? Because oh, yeah. they because they didn't want people stealing their money and, and, and they didn't want, you know, like so many things. But, you know, the, the media figured out a way. Not only did the media say that, that it was the people, it was the people that bought homes that they couldn't afford. Right. It's, it's all about free will. Right. So people bought homes that they couldn't afford because the bank, the loan agent, the, the loan officer said, hey, we can we can get you in this place. You know, I can pull some strings. We can get you in here. Because everything kind of was loosened up and then uh, knowing that it was going to create the um, knowing that it was going to create the 2008 crisis and then and then sandwiched in there was the 2001 um, uh, the the lie of of the of the the terrorist attacks and, you know. um, And so. Nothing was done after 2008 to rectify the issue the issues that caused the 2008 crisis so here we are 12 years later and and commerce and the flow of money was just going to stop at some point the repo markets were happening like like uh, greg pointed out like max kaiser pointed out like catherine austin fitz pointed out in part one of that, remember MP3. that at the end of 2019, yeah, like yeah, the repo September. markets, yeah, and Max yeah. Ke- I would, I would, you know, I would watch Max Kaiser and he's talking about the repo markets, and it was just like it's only a matter of time, folks. But at the same time, here you've got Max Kaiser um, building up Bitcoin and building up crypto, and which may or may not be a good thing. Um, I know that Farrell and and Fitz were saying that what 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 do, what, do, what do people not understand about the, the 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 name crypto? You know, like what what do they not understand about this? So <clears throat> and um, so commerce was just going to completely stop. There was a lack of uh, there was a lack of dollars. The, the the world reserve currency was 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 in dwindling in um at all over the world. So if the world reserve currency is dwindling and and in in a deficit, countries are going to feel the pinch. Um and so what they did was they created the what they do what they did during 9-11, what they did during the Boston bombing, they created a simultaneous drill. And that simultaneous drill was the COVID-19 bullshit. So that now that they can have the plausible deniability, they can have the plausible deniability. Hold on a second. That's Greg. I'm here. Hey, hey, man! Welcome. They can have the pl- Sorry for being late. Oh, no worries. Um, the pl- they can always have the plausible deniability of this of this global pandemic, right? That we've been that slowly with you know the Dustin Hoffman outbreak movie, with the um, uh, the Jude Law one um, that it seemed like at one point Greg said that they're following that to a T the Contagion movie. 
And so, you know, and Catherine Austin Fitz says, what, what is it going to take to get people to understand that this is um, that this is all being driven by these uh, by the central bankers and that. And I mean, even this week, right? Wasn't there something going on with cryptos where they're they're kind of bottoming out? And um, yeah, they, they, so yeah, I, we can get that. Yeah, that's that's a huge <laughs> thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and you pointed out billion, yeah, you know, like, yeah, you pointed out something. Uh, what, what was that? Um, the name that they always talk about with the cryptos? They talk about that. Um, it was like an Asian name. Yeah, the uh, yeah the Bitcoin, Yamoto yeah, guy, the guy that supposedly created yeah, Japan, Hashimoto yeah. or what? Yeah, Hitachi well, Moto you broke it down. You broke down the the name, Samsung, it, Motorola. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was just yeah. like a bunch of different corporations. Yeah. So. Yep. So, and I mean, so I I go on site today and I'm and I'm installing some hardware at this one location and um so this guy walks out right and they're not they don't wear their masks in there in the office but when they go out into the hallway of this place they they have to they have to wear it but the one guy said he said well didn't you get your vaccine right and I was like I said well well, I've got a few concerns. <laughs> I've got a few concerns, Rick, you know, and he's a cool, I mean, everybody there is like super cool. It's like a financial, it's like a financial organization. And, um, and like everybody, like when I spoke to people on the phone before I even seen them, I have this because they're a financial firm. I have this, as I listen to them, I'm like, well, this guy's probably wearing like a, you know, a $2,000 suit. You know, and this guy and all these people that I talk to and I just have all these like visions in my head and I get there and I'm like, they're just a bunch of, you know, like this one guy's just wearing a T-shirt and everybody else. They just don't look like the people that I that they sound like. And then in my <laughs> mind, I tie money to it because they're, you know, they're a financial firm that I don't even know exactly what they do. But, you know, money is the focal, you know, they have clients that they do financial things for. Um, and so I say, well, I said, you know, it's, you know, the emergency, the whole emergency use authorization. I said, it's not licensed. I said the, um, the manufacturers, all the manufacturers have complete liability. Like they, 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 if anything bad happens, they, you're, you're on your own. And I said, and there's like. 16 or so other things here that I said, this, I said, you heard about the Nuremberg thing about human experimentation. I said, this kind of is in that realm, right? So he looks, he, I, I don't know who's in the other room. Cause I hadn't met, I had spoke to the guy that, that I had a, a majority of the conversation with. And then he said, Hey, we, it looks like, you know, we got somebody and he said, they got, and then, and he was real cool, but he was just like, are you mega? Are you mad? I said, listen, I said, I can, I said, I'm neither. I said, I'm a political atheist, but I said, I can have conversations with, with people on the left. And I said, and I can have conversations with people on the right and I can commiserate with people. And, and, and I said, and I just try to, I try to make people understand that the, the left, the left and right is really just divide and conquer. And, you know, and so 
after that, I mean, it was a, a pretty decent conversation. They were both standing there. And uh, and I had a conversation with this one guy that um, this guy, uh, we'll just call him uh, uh, Albert. Um, I want to say last year sometime when he had an issue and I was um, and he was calling up for some guidance. So he and I start talking about a bunch of stuff and he was just like right on board with it. But, you know, he was kind of a tr- he was a Trumper. But at the same time, you know, I said. I said, no, I said, nothing has been done and they understand money. So it's like, uh, I said, nothing had been done since the 2008 crisis. Nothing. I said, 12 years, nothing was done. I said, the economy was going to, was going to come to an absolute and complete um, uh, halt. And if they didn't have something to to focus on, everybody would focus on, Hey, what did you fucking scumbags do to the economy? <laughs> you you fucking bloodsuckers. You know what I mean? So it would be obvious that that was the case. And it took me a while to figure that out. Like, because, you know, Greg and I did any number of different, um, you know, uh, broadcast uh, last year, almost every other night or what. I mean, we did a lot um, talking about mm-hmm. everything, trying to break down things as they were trying to... Um, tell the the truth to whatever lies and and shit like that was being perpetrated and um so i mean it took me a while like i was like what what, what the fuck would happen like what was going to happen with the economy well i mean you and then greg said well everything would just kind of come to a kind of a screeching halt so to speak and then <laughs> if they didn't have something understatement. if they didn't <laughs> right if they didn't have some some other thing to focus on, um, they would be um, they would be up shit creek, and and in some cases they, um, like Farrell said that, you know, in his I don't know if you listened to that too that conversation that that um, that Matt uploaded. There was like like a two hour and and twenty minute first part, and then there was like a three hour like second part of it where they're just talking about and breaking down like everything where she calls it the going direct reset, financial reset. And, mm-hmm. um, and Farrell believes that, um, that they're, they're losing, which, you know, I kind of concur with that they're losing the narrative and that they're going to have to do something else. There's going to have to be something, you know, another crisis, which could be war, which could be, you know, and so I'm thinking, you know, with, um, and this guy, Albert, was saying today, like when he was oh. talking about Rand Paul, he was talking about Rand Paul saying to Fauci, talking about the gain of function research. And it's like, well, how come how come um, y- y- you, Rand Paul, how come you didn't mention that there was a, a moratorium in 2014 on gain of function? Why didn't he mention uh, the, the moratorium? And then uh, he skipped over that and went right to um, talking about um, the NIH funding and then, of course, Fauci, you know, shit, shitting himself as as he, you know, like, I, what is this? Like, what are they going to do? Are they going to next? Are they going to say, well, you know, China did it. It was a it was a, you know, an act of bioterrorism. And now we're going to go to war like, uh, you know, what what's what's next? And why are they bringing up? Why is this gain of function um, information coming out now? 
because it's got to serve some kind of it's got to serve some kind of narrative. But um, yeah, they got to throw them under the bus. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. What they're doing? It's so coincidence that comes out a week after the whole stuff, you know, rising up about Bill Gates and uh, Epstein. Right. You know, using the the so called divorce, which is just an asset protection scheme. That's all they're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's, That's exactly all it is. it is. Well, I heard I heard years ago that the plan was that they were going to Russia and the United States or Russia and uh, China were going to team up and attack the United States, right? And then the Allies and everything to get that whole Albert Pike World War Three thing going yeah but wasn't that uh, supposed to be like the muslims against the yeah, zionists but, I, yeah but look what's going on right now in the in, in gaza right oh, obviously yeah they're, they're, they're calling they're calling for world war three the, the turkey just called for to start world war three right so they, they they've had that plan you know for how long when did albert pike albert pike write that 1800s right? in, in his uh his book in uh it was called morals and dogma Right. Yep. So they, they, they were, uh, you know, he, he talked about it. And then I heard it about 10 years ago about China and Russia ganging up on the, the United States. And then the allies come in. And then what happens is they defeat the United States. That's the plan. And then everybody turns on Russia and annihilates Russia. Hmm. Because Russia's right next to China. Right. They got a billion Chinese. They want to spread them around. Right. And they got a billion Indians. They're fucked. Half of them are fucking here now in Canada, for fuck's sakes. 36,000 a week have been uh, coming to Canada during this whole shitstorm they call a pandemic. Right. And so the, the Indians, right, and then they're, they're shipping them to Canada. Meanwhile, they're writing down that they died in India, right? No, they're, 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 not, even, they're not even talking about it. Most people here don't even fucking know about it because they don't say it on the news. you got to go to uh, social media. No, that's media not what he asked you. What? <laughs> Says they're just they're coming over here, but then they're saying that they died in India. <laughs> they're oh, killing and them and sending them to India. I mean, sending them to Canada. They're in Canada. Yeah, oh, it, they're dead. You know, that's, well, it yeah. must be a Masonic ritual where they, you know, they're dying in spirit and they're being reborn when they get off the plane in the, the yeah. fucking Great White North. Well, I mean, there was a guy. I, I mean, I watched a, a good probably about fifty minutes or so of of the High Wire today, and um, Jeffrey Jackson was interviewing this guy who has spent the majority of last year in India. And he said, yeah, I don't know what they're talking about because he said we were in, he said, we, he said, I was in some of the, the absolute slums. I was living in, in some of the absolute slums of India. And he said, and, and people, you wouldn't even be able to tell that there was basically a pandemic going on. There's, no, there's nothing going on. As soon as they there started isn't. this whole shit about the Indian variant and all these people are dying, people living in India were communicating with people living over here in the West, and they were saying this is all bullshit. It, there's nothing. They, they're lying. It what was a, gla- a gas people, a, a yeah, video from a gas explosion, right? <clears throat> yeah. No, they're saying they're rounding people up and killing them. Oh. That's what that's what they're doing. They like they they showed uh, a picture of this old woman lying on the sidewalk, yep. right? And they said, "Oh, look, she's dying of COVID." Okay. Then they somebody found the same fucking picture, and it was from fucking something else. You can see all the signs in the background. Mm-hmm. She's even wearing the same fucking clothes. <laughs> and, then, and then they were like, "Oh my god, COVID just put a mm-hmm. bolt in her head." <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No, but they, well, they, that, was... that's what they're doing. They're rounding. They're rounding people up. There was one village in India that uh, the government went to, into, and I don't know if they were there to try and shoot people up or something. Yeah. But the villagers chased them out. Like they were fucking throwing rocks and hitting the, the cops with fucking sticks. And well, the, the, else. the and leadership of running, running the leadership of <laughs> India is our, our pieces of shit because of what they allowed Bill Gates to do over the last 10 years come in there and experiment with their young show, the, the young, uh, you know, oh, yeah, population. That, they're, they're fucking pieces of shit. And yeah. That be happened. Beheaded. That happened. It was, it's like half a million, uh, children got killed and I don't know how many it's in the hundreds of thousands of women that they, they gave shots to. And now they're sterile. They can't have children. Well, that's right? the goal. If you can't and, kill them out. And, right. Well, you know, Mo- Modi, but, but if you go back, he's completely compromised. Yeah, but if you go. go back, if you go back even further, Right. Uh, with uh, what, what's the fucking seed company? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, the yeah Monsanto. 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 Yeah. They uh, the, years ago, I, I, at least 10 years ago. Yeah. The farmers, more, the farmers were, were killing themselves, the committing seed. suicide. Yeah. 200,000 Indian farmers committed suicide because they bought seeds. They took out loans to yep. buy seeds so they could grow cotton and the seeds never sprouted. And so they owed all this money and they're already fucking poorer than dirt. Right, two hundred thousand of them committed suicide. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But it it's it's just like their fucking fingerprints are all over yeah. everything. Well, you like, saw what, the video, did... right? I sent you that, or somebody sent that. Actually, it was Shane who sent me the video of the guy who was driving, saying that his father was a was a farmer, and they're actually paying them. They're paying farmers to destroy their crops to create a food crisis. Where in the states? Yeah, I, put, I had the video. Um, yeah, in the in the states. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I think I, I posted see, I it. See in, farmers in been the covering this for over a, for over a year. Me and Greg have been watching him for uh, when the, before this shit even started. Right. We were watching yeah. this guy for over a year now, mm-hmm. and he's been saying that that you yeah. know, like he he was one of the ones that helped get the story out about the dairy farmers last last uh, April. A year over a year ago, mm-hmm. when they said dump all your, your milk, you're not going to be able to sell it, and he was one of the ones that spread the story, and people started going. They were dumping seven hundred thousand gallons of milk a fucking day. Oh, that's a lot of vitamin D. Like this is this is <laughs> fucking insane. That's What's a lot of calcium. Like, oh, you want to hear like something that'll blow your mind? Okay, yep. I've heard our whole lives about the neutron bomb, right? What is the neutron bomb? Have you ever seen a picture of a neutron bomb detonation? No. 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 No one's ever seen a picture of a neutron bomb detonation. Mm-hmm. But we've been hearing for 30, 40 years that we have these neutron bombs. Well, what we're going through now, COVID, is the neutron bomb because it's neutralizing us. Mm-hmm. And it's working perfectly because this way they can kill the people and keep all the things. At least that's what they hope. Yeah. Because if, if, if they did get a, a collapse, if the economy was to come to a grinding halt, if the credit markets were to freeze, all money, all money transfers would stop. No payroll, nothing. No credit cards, no cash machines, no banks open. It would just be like, <clears throat> done. No gasoline, everything. would. I mean, literally, it would be like, you, if you have enough gas in your car to get home, that's about the best you're going to get. And then within 24 hours, the electricity goes off. The water power and sewer goes down. 
And if the water, power, and sewer goes down in any major city, it's only a matter of time before the city is on fire and burning, and it's the Chicago fire on steroids. Because once those sewers back up, that's a hell of a lot of methane that's going to burn off. And houses become uninhabitable. Mm-hmm. Right? Because when the sewer is... When the, when the shit is backing up out of your toilets and your sinks, you can't live in your house. So right. that's a situation they want to avoid because in spite of everything, they would like to take control of these properties. All right. And be able to run their little slavery scam, their feudalist system. At least for a little while. Fulfill some of their crazy prophecies they have so that they can uh, you know they can uh, basically validate their you know the chosen ones uh, meme mm-hmm. at least for a little while okay the great impersonation yeah, there's, no, there's no even there's no Mashiach coming there's no Messiah coming like they claim they've decided it's taken so long they're going to become their own Messiah They've stated well, that many times already. They've so, been saying it, it for they pretty, knew a long time ago this was going to happen. I mean, it was not a surprise. I know, but it's pretty yeah. convenient. Eh? Oh, we're not the, the, things aren't going the way we want. Okay, we're going to change the story and change the rules to suit what we want and fuck everybody else. Like, look, 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 come on, let's just fucking strap on some helmets, pick up some rifles, and let's fucking go to town. Lock and load, spray and pray. Fuck them. It's coming. The violence is coming, so just be patient. Yeah, you didn't get fucking 12 grand and fucking fine 16 in the last two weeks. Well, I know it's tough, but hey, you know what? You're not Let's see what happens. Shit, they you? can find you there. They can find you till the cows come home. But are they going to collect on any of those fines? No. I don't like people fucking with me. Yeah, it's, okay? not, a good, it's not a good thing. Okay, I'm six foot five. I can fuck with anybody I wanted it with if I choose. I don't. I leave people alone. I want to be left alone. Okay, I don't like being treated like a peon by people I can squash like a fucking bug anytime I want. I would pay to see you punch Justin Trudeau right in the face so hard, <laughs> dude. I would. I would that literally his break asshole his falls skull. Out. I would literally break his skull. He's just, like what, he's I, just I was a at, piece of shit. Oh, I know. My, my, I, I was out one time. I was out one time with uh, a, a good friend of mine. Greg's, Greg's met him. I was, I was out with Nick, right? And the guy who ratted, set me up only to rat me out, so I ended up doing some time, right? He was at a bar that we were at. And I didn't recognize him, right? Because he had changed his look. He grew a goatee and he was dressed differently. And he kept fucking staring at me. He kept walking past us and staring at me. And I didn't even notice it because me and Nick had been drinking all day at his house, right? So mm-hmm. I was half in the bag. Right. Well, I, he, the guy walked by again. And I said, what the, f- what the fuck does the guy keep looking at me for? And Nick goes, yeah, I've I seen it. He, he's done it a few times. Right. So this is the first time I've seen it. So that I took a good look at him. Like, wait a minute, that's that fucking piece of shit. And now normally Nick is the voice of reason. Mm-hmm. Doesn't want any trouble. Okay. Well, he's been drinking for seven hours just like I have. So I go, fuck, man. Should I go over and say something? I was about 28, 20. Yeah, I was 28 at the time. Okay. I go, Nick, should I go say something to him? Right. 
because, like I said, I'm drunk, so I don't know if I should go over or not, right? I figured my friend would give me some good advice. Well, what did he do? Because he's drunk too. Fuck yeah, man. Go over there. Straighten, straighten him out. <laughs> so I go over there. I walk up to him. I go, Smitty, you don't say hi? He goes, oh, I didn't recognize it. I say, really? Because you were gunning me down so fucking hard, I almost broke. I said, don't fucking tell me you didn't recognize me, you rat piece of shit. I said, you fucking, you fucking want to come? You want to you come over there and start something? Here I am. And he just looked at me. I said, yeah. And I put my hand on his shoulder. I dug my thumb as far as it would go into his trap. Right? His trapezius muscle. Mm. Right? And I said a couple other things. I don't remember everything I said. And I go, and finally I go, look, just sit here and take it in the ass like everybody knows you like it. Right? Mm. This fucking cocksucker. I do time. I almost, I almost had to do 10 fucking years because of this piece of shit. Okay? He's got the nerve to sucker punch me. Right? So he, he jumped off the, like he grabbed me by the shirt and jumped off the barstool and he fired off three quick shots. Okay. Well, he hits like a five year old. Okay. <laughs> Didn't hurt. I grabbed him and there was a railing behind us. I spun him around into the railing. And as I come around, I bring the right and I hit him. And Nick said, told, he told me after he goes, it sounded like somebody hitting a grand slam out of the park home run at Tiger Stadium. And Nick's been around boxing. He managed a guy who fought in the UFC in the early days, right? Like like uh, back in the early 90s, right? Right. He says, I've been around combat sports my whole life. He says, that's the hardest punch I ever saw anybody hit. He goes, I thought you fucking killed him. He goes, you hit him so hard. You're and as- I, hit him, I hit him once. His fucking eye, this was just like a movie. His eyes rolled back. His arms dropped dead. He teetered back and forth a little bit, but he was against the railing, right? So he didn't fall down. And then he slowly went down to the left, dropped to his knees. And as he did, I fucking give him a vicious uppercut. Almost took his fucking head off, right? He does a face, hits the railing, does a face plant. And then the pool of blood just started to grow from underneath him. And in 30 seconds, it was probably about three feet across. It's like Mike Tyson's punch out. <laughs> Knock yeah. out. So, uh, and, body and, blow, and, body blow. <laughs> and, and like I said, Nick, after, after that, Nick made me go see his friend who's an Olympic boxing coach. And it, it, it was, it, he was bugging me every day until I went. I went for a couple of weeks, but I didn't have time. Like uh, Charlie said, he goes, I could make you heavyweight champ of Canada if you took it seriously. So don't don't tempt me to to punch that fucking queer. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna do it again in like ten minutes because <laughs> I want you to hit him. Fucking don't don't I don't because I, I I got just enough look gas. It's in like, my come truck. on, I man, this is make it up to Ottawa. This is Canada, man. <laughs> this is Canada, man. They need, you know, like uh, like somebody else, some some somebody like um, me, somebody like me, you, I'll yeah. Yeah, I'll take the job. I don't want it, but I'll do it. And then you know, it's like fucking you know, a fat girl. You don't really want it, but it's three in the morning and you're drunk. And <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what you're going to explain to the press after you punch Justin Trudeau. They're like, well, you know, it's like, you know, yeah, why not? Fat girl. Why? 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 Why wouldn't I say it? Why wouldn't I say it? You should hear I talk to the fucking people at the border. Which, by the way, Prime. Prime all, I love it. It's going to be like Prime Minister Kwasnicki uh, explains how punching Justin Trudeau is like nailing a fat girl. 
More at 11. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to miss this. <laughs> like if you think if you think Rob Ford was fucking funny oh, when his right. uh, the, the the current premier's brother who right. was the mayor of Toronto he ended up yeah. uh, he got cancer yeah, and he, he died a, he was a crackhead right he was smoking crack. yeah he's the one that was, that was smoking crack with drug dealers Jamaican drug dealers in Toronto and they had him on film saying how he when he was younger he could have fought Tyson you ever see that well no but I remember him being being you know the the crackhead mayor. Um, yeah. but I mean, you know, that's kind of exciting, you know, when you, when you find out that, you know, the, the mayor is just, you know, just an everyday normal guy. <laughs> well, it's just like, remember Marion Barry? He was oh, the yeah. mayor of Washington, D.C. Mayor of D.C., that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he caught him on camera smoking crack with hookers in a hotel room and th- completely denied the whole thing to this day. Nobody knows, nobody knows what was in that pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been anything. Sucking on the glass dick. <laughs> Nobody knows yeah. what was in that dick. Yeah. So I got three tickets this week for a total of $4,000 each. So that would be $12,000. And I got one last week, too. So $16,000 in fines issued. But You're going to be the, on the news. And the Ambassador Bridge employees are walking around the property with no mask on, hanging out, sitting down next to each other. Okay, so I asked them. I said, "Well, I said, are you giving tickets to all these people?" And they said, "No." I said, "Oh, so you're applying this selectively, specifically to me, and not to everybody else?" Well, they're not our concern. Oh, okay. So you're a hypocrite too. Well, I don't have to answer your questions. I said, "That's fine." You think this is funny now? You want to play games? You're not going to be laughing when you're in court and the lawyer's asking it and the judge is telling you you're going to have to answer these questions. Okay, you fat bitch. <laughs> oh yeah, I tell I tell them everything. I say you're going to be charged under the Nuremberg Code. You're going to prison. You're going to be sharing a cell with Big Shirley. She's about five ten, three fifty. She looks like Fat Albert with a wig on. Hey, did, you, hey, hey. did you tell Did you tell her that um, her kids are going to be your butlers? <laughs> no, I'm going to sell them on the open market. Come on, man. Well, I mean, you know, they could be butlers and servants. <laughs> no, why would I? Why would I want the, the fucking product of her lust in my presence? True. No, but there's it, it, there's people going to the parks around here, walking around. Uh, the majority of people aren't wearing masks. You right. know, so th- this is just a clear case of they're trying to stick it to me. They're trying yeah. to break me. Yeah, well, this is how clueless they are. Like the. You know, the CDC said, oh, no, you guys don't have to wear a mask outside anymore. And it's just like fucking 85% of America was not wearing masks outside. Mm-hmm. So, but then the stupid people are like thinking that that was the truth, that people were outside all wearing masks, even though they were the only ones that they knew of wearing a mask while they were driving to the, you know, to the Seven Eleven. Yeah, it's just oh, it, totally it just, ridiculous. It, it, to to believe that what you're being told on television now is the truth and has been for the last mm. you know over a year now, right? You you are a special kind of fucking stupid. Yeah, 
Okay. Well, and maybe yeah. you should go get the shot because we don't need any more fucking retards yeah, walking no, around. So you should at least be fucking sterilized. And I wouldn't, I'm not a eugenicist. Okay. I don't want to, you know, see a mass culling of humanity or anything. But if you're that easily gullible, and I don't care what your your social status or your financial position is, if you're that easily fucking fooled, okay, then you're a threat to the rest of us. That's, 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 uh, that's a solid. Statement. Yeah, they represent yep. represents a clear clear present danger to you know. Yeah, to all of us because they're they are dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they're, 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 they'd be oh, the first absolutely. ones to say. I mean, they'd be the uh, probably the first ones to say that uh, when they start believing the lies of. Um, you know, those that are, uh, are not vaccinated or, you know, we're, we're, we're not getting to our goals. And then they just turn those people against folks like us, you know, it's coming. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I haven't, I haven't been like harassed about the, 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 the mask yeah, it's, wearing it's for a while, come. but I've had, I have, when this first started, there were some people that were bugging me. Like I, I was at the store, just a corner store. And, uh, this uh, i was talking to the guy be, behind the counter who the owner right mm-hmm. and this old bag comes in and she just starts screeching at us like a fucking banshee like out of the blue she didn't even it's like just walked in and i started yelling at me because i'm not wearing a mask i i tried to ignore her and she wouldn't go away yeah. okay and i'm like look just leave me alone okay never mind you know you get your mask on you should be fine okay leave me alone yeah. and she wouldn't go away finally i turned and i said listen you fat fucking cunt I said, shut your fucking mouth or I'm going to pull that mask off and I'm going to strangle you with it. Because she wouldn't fucking leave me alone. You know, it's like, yeah, you, have your, you have your mask on. It's... What the fuck do you care? Like, shouldn't I, like, really, I, I, you know, I say to people, if they bring it up to me now, shouldn't I be dead by now? What about all, what about all, all, all the homeless people? Shouldn't they be fucking dead instead of their numbers growing? Yeah, these people, you should say to these people, be like, hey, how's your dad doing? And they'd be like, you don't know my dad. Be like, I know who your dad is Satan. <laughs> Just keep on telling no, them. Really, that, keep on telling I, them I, that they're that they're walking the devil's dog and they're sucking the devil's I, I, dick. I I, re, I, re, I reserve that for the Yiddish speakers, right? Because it's right. it's it's true. I always speak yeah. the truth, Shaw. Well, here, the truth. well, here's the good thing. I mean, here's the positive thing. Like I was telling you guys about, you know, some of the Jimmy Dore stuff. Where he's been. Very, very outspoken about what's going on in Palestine, where they're killing children, right? Mm-hmm. And he has that Max Blumenthal guy on. I don't know if you guys know um, who he is, but he's also largely kind of. I mean, I know they all have their they all have their purpose, but Blumenthal was on, was on there quite frequently, and he. You know, he lived in 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 that area, some of those areas of Gaza, and wrote a book called Goliath. I, I got I got to tell you guys. Yeah. Hey, hello. Did you drop off? Hold on a second. Because he dropped. Yeah, he's muted. Oh, he is muted. No, now he's back. Matt. Oh, yep, yep. Yeah, you said you yep, got to tell yep. us something. Yep. Oh, yeah, I want to tell you guys about uh, the fucking joke that is Wikipedia, um, as we already knew it was a joke. But mm-hmm. here's what's going to happen. So they have a whole thing on. This is something that I, I was ordering something from Tim Penny's website. I ordered this uh, zeolite stuff. And if you 
it's a heavy de- metal detox mm-hmm. supplement. And um, if you order for a first time order, you get it for five bucks. It's regularly like eighty five bucks. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm going to just. My wife used her email. I'll use another email. I'll keep doing that. But anyway, on her page, it's a complete libel, disgusting piece on Wikipedia about her. Doesn't give her any kind of credibility whatsoever. Calls no. her a conspiracy theorist, anti-vaxxer, blah blah blah. Well, if you go into conspiracy theories, it talks about GMO conspiracy theories, COVID conspiracy theories, mass mass conspiracy theories, and here's what I'm seeing at my workplace: the majority of the people there are fucking vaccinated, and so they're getting all lax now, or they're not wearing masks and blah blah blah. Well, what they're going to start seeing is people are going to start getting really sick. And they're going to blame people that aren't vaccinated That's right. off of their own. I thought of that today. I thought of that today. They're they're trying, the they've been, they've been saying that. They're, they're, saying, they're, they're trying to say that. However, think about this. Okay, if the vaccinated are getting sick and dying and the unvaccinated are healthy, how is that, how is that meme going to stick? But anyway, they'll figure uh, out a way. Ahead. But I mean, yeah, they'll, that'll they'll be find a way. Pretty yeah. fucking stupid where I'm at. I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. because they are, uh, you know, they're they're like all walking around like big cocks on the block. And I'm telling you, man, uh, here's some interesting things that happen at work. Two of my coworkers, one one of them's vaccinated. Uh, both of them have had heart problems, right? Like. So, Severe heart problems has forced both of these men into retirement. Weeks and and the other thing it's like uh, I, I I don't know some of the one of the guys actually had to have surgery on his arm for nerve damage on the arm that got vaccinated. He never had that price you pay for protecting everyone. You know that's how fucking crazy it is. Like, I just don't understand, like, you know, they didn't, of course, they're saying, well, it, didn't, it wasn't caused. And they the were vaccine. fine. No, and they no. were fine, right? They were yeah, fine they were prior fine to before it. That. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, the two men I'm talking about, uh, the one that uh, got vaccinated, he's, he eats healthy, he exercises, he's only 62. I mean, he doesn't look, he, he would be the last guy you'd think of that would have heart heart disease. But here it was, and, you know, the thing is, I I just look around, and what they're saying, this is what they're saying. I asked my boss this, and I hope they don't do the force thing, because they're going to get fucking sued if they do. Um, But the thing is, is like, uh, they're going to leave it up to the corporations to do this. And, you know, the whole vaccine thing is just one issue, and I'm tending to... Side, but but the thing is, the mass, the conspiracy, the disinformation on like, you know, thousands of people go to millions of people go to Wikipedia thing is credible, and it's just a fucking joke. I mean, I don't know how you can bring up like, uh, you know, homeopathic medicine is anti science conspiracies, or organic foods is a conspiracy. Like GMO, there's GMO conspiracies about. And I'm like, why is there whole fucking sections of grocery stores? very dedicated to to organic food right because i i i will tell you guys this i am 100 percent off psych meds been off of like them like it's been a week now since i've taken prozac which is the last one i got off of which they hand out like fucking candy it's taken me seven years to get off psych meds and i'm finally off of them 
and it, it, you combine that with organic food, my mind's completely different now that I don't eat GMO food. Just yeah. completely oh, by the way, fucking different. Congratulations, man. That's good for you, bro. Uh, yeah. Yes, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud telling of you. you. Seven fucking years, and it was awful, the withdrawals. They, they don't tell people about the withdrawals, <laughs> and, uh, and they don't tell people about withdrawals, and they hand the shit out like candy, and I have a, I have a few students that are like, oh, they just put me on three new psych meds. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, and I try to tell my students, it took me seven fucking years to get off all of them and I was on Adderall I was on Prozac I was on Abilify I was on all this shit and Klonopin I was on some heavy duty shit and it's taken me you know seven years to get off all of them and I'm finally off of them and I can tell you my behavior is much I I have much more clear mind I I, I have things accessible to me that weren't when I was on psych meds but the thing is the organic food there's no doubt in my mind that if you eat organic food you will feel a hundred a hundred percent better within two weeks. I guarantee it. If you eat organic food, that yep. you will, you will. It, and yeah. I hear people. Oh, it just doesn't. I taste notice the well difference. Because, I noticed the yeah, a, oh, yeah. a clarity when I decided. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be eating McDonald's anymore. I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. You know, I noticed that, and of course, then it wasn't long, too long after that that I started watching Alex Jones. <laughs> 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 well, you know, it's interesting. So I don't know if you guys see, saw that. I, I emailed Brendan O'Connell. I like Brendan a lot. I really do. I think he did. You, I think he, did you hear back from him? Yeah, I sent the I sent the response, the correspondence I had with him in our chat yesterday. Uh, he got back with me in 20 minutes. To his credit, I wrote him a huge thing, man. And, yeah, I read know, it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the letter and, he wrote He's like, man, just get into, you know, fucking local politics. Politics is power. And, you know, and there's a lot of stuff Brendan says I really like. The thing I like about Brendan, I told my wife, he's authentic as fuck. I mean, he does not sugarcoat shit. I liked how his email, he was as blunt in his email to me about stuff as he is on his videos, you know. And and he he corresponded with me. You know, it wasn't like he he does. I've corresponded with him before. But yeah, but your your version didn't go as well as Matt's. <laughs> no, my version. All of a sudden, he he did apologize to to me and others for the um, just for flying off the handle the way that he did because he he does and he he admits he has he has uh, emotional problems. Uh-huh. He's, and he's, he's he's like an Australian version of me. It's fucking great. <laughs> Yeah, when he flies off, he's just he just burns all the bridges. But and, and I he apologizes. Him, like him, I, I asked him some that. specific questions. I swear he didn't answer like the Mike Adams connection because Mike Adams, he's close with Mike. And I said, why do you have so much faith in Mike? He's a he's an info war guy. He has his own channel on Band TV. I mean, you know, and Mike is the Health Ranger, and I have some serious questions about the Health Ranger. <laughs> like I like some of the stuff Health Ranger puts out is great. Some of the stuff Mike Adams put out was great, but he didn't answer that. And he just was like, you know, I know he has a lot of faith in the American government. And I do. I, and it's like I said, a lot of the stuff he talks about with China, Israel and, um, um, you know, uh, uh, Russia is real, is absolutely real. And, and he makes a, a great connection to a lot of these things that a lot of people don't know. I didn't know about red, but I knew about bird. I, I knew, I've known about bird for quite a while. Yeah. I just think um, and the, th- mm-hmm. the thing is one thing I, I 
I struggle with with him. Not that he isn't right about Corbett and you know Whitney Webb. I love how he rails on Whitney Webb because I she's she's just you know one of those people that I just don't. She's just not just some random reporter. And we talked about this months ago. We talked about this months ago that she's meant to replace Alex Jones or be some new new alternative media wonder person. But she is so compromised, so compromised in so many ways, and she teeters away from a lot of things that are important. Or, like Brendan said, they're years behind on some of the stuff, and they are. There's no doubt some of these people are gatekeepers. Even Catherine Austin, he rails on Catherine Austin a lot. Uh, but the thing is, you know, with him is like, yeah, there is something like there is something to be said about. He is a patriot. He's an Australian American patriot, which is strange to say he loves this country i know he does um i can i can he's authentic with that but sometimes he does get he's he he just thinks it's a watch childs and i get it i get it but, but i just don't think they're the Top tier controllers of everything here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just don't. <clears throat> but you know, the thing that I, I see with him is like he does make great connections that people don't like. Farrell, like Charlie, I, I remember this as clear as day from from a couple weeks ago. Why is Cheryl Farrell so pro Russian? show and hmm. and you're right because when I've at, when I've called Farrell out on my, like his vid chats mm-hmm. uh, Matt, what about Zionism yeah. is he is he, he gets is he cutting really out for you guys too yeah 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 your audio is kind of like going in and out Matt that what about Zionism? Because you know, always <laughs> yeah, his internet connection. Is yeah, that's pretty bad. He is a you know, but I I don't know. And he he changes the subject too. Looks like he just dropped. I uh, sent a message to reconnect. Yeah, he's, he's oh, you did already. Yeah. You said you sent. No, him no, no. I said we should send him a message. Okay, I'm I'm typing it right now. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like it sounds like something's taxing his uh, his connection. Like some like something something's eating at the bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just sent him the message. So yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Greg used to speak about Whitney Webb. Uh, quite a bit saying that she she had some good stuff and i mean i listen to her from time to time but i mean like what what is it that you know um and i don't listen to her enough to to be able to to really she at the beginning last year prior to prior to covid right she was she was writing about wexler and the the um epstein and everything all that know, other stuff yeah the, the Epstein and, and this whole like thing. And I thought, hey, that's great. Somebody is bringing attention to that, that she's going with where 
you know, she's going where nobody dares to go. Right. All right. Did that yeah, change? When you and I started listening to her, she was putting out some some really good stuff. But then, uh, but then it Brenda changed. Made a bunch of connections, and uh, she just lost all credibility after that. We, you know, with the, uh, you know, like her father's in the old boys club, right? The old Yiddish boys club. Oh. He's a he's heavyweight a, lawyer in Virginia, isn't he, Greg? No, no, he's down here in uh, Sarasota, Florida. Yeah, but he does. He's uh, he does the real the, these billion dollar real estate deals or something, doesn't he? And he's connected. I uh, no, I don't. That, that, that's the presumption that he's, uh, you know, that he's. Listen, if he's in Florida real estate, he's connected. If mm-hmm. he's doing these big, you know, these big deals, and she's off. What living in Chile, whatever. Uh, yeah, she's somewhere in South America. Thing was Peru. like Peru, Peru. I think Peru. she is. No, I think I it was think. Chile. I think it was Chile. But I think she. What What happened was, and I think she's back in the United States now because it's winter down there now. So I think she's back up here because she's supposed to do some sort of uh, a live event with uh, the Last American Vagabond. Yeah, was is Won't yeah coming up. They're pretty. They're kind of tied at the hip now, then. Yeah, she's working for him. Okay. With his organization. So, you know, and these, and what happened was like after a bit, because it's like, okay, this is good. Now you got to take the next step. It's one thing to talk about the connections, the Israeli, the Mossad, the, you know, the 8200 connections and how this whole thing is tied together and how this ties to Donald Trump. Okay. With his connections to, you know, to the, to the uh, Russian mob and all this has to do obviously with, you know, with all the controversy about Russians, you know, uh, uh, hijacking the elections, or whatever that that Trump was compromised, he was. It it wasn't his election that compromised him with the with the Jewish mafia. He was compromised for the last twenty five years, thirty years. Uh, what New York real estate? I mean, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. You know, well, so she's she's bringing that out. She's making she's making the connections. It was like, okay, that's great. Now you got to take it to the next level. And it was like that's where it went. All of a sudden, just like Alex like, Jones, she brings you to the promised land, and then it's like, okay, now it's time for the kill shot. Connect the dots. Connect the dots, and then when you start to connect the dots, and you see how big this is, now you're going up against real powerful people, and. Yeah, listen, some people, particularly you're talking about a woman with a young child. Is she willing to do that and pay the price for that? You right. Know, probably no. not. Well, look what they yeah. did to, uh, what was it, Kennedy's daughter and his grandson? Mm-hmm. They disappeared, supposedly, you know? Oh, Out John in, and uh, Chesapeake Bay, all right, all right, sure. Yeah, you know what that is, right? Massage yeah. scuba divers fucking yanking them down in the water, maybe flipping the boat over or something and just holding them under the water. If it's even real, mm-hmm. you know, they might, it might just be a story to give Kennedy credibility. You know, who knows? So, I mean, we don't know. Yeah. All of these people at all these uh, positions, look, there's, there's the games going on that none of us can possibly, like, we can get a glimpse of it. And try to understand it, but they throw so much double speak. Um, it it there. This is a classic 
it's it's the classic four four uh, method they use, right? Which is projection, validation, uh, shaming, astroturfing, and gaslighting. And it, it's it's in almost everything that comes out of the government now, or anything that comes out of these organizations. It's so nobody knows where to step because everybody's being everyone's afraid of of being uh, doxxed or they're afraid of having their their livelihood destroyed well i think that's already happening to everybody yeah so now it's like well listen none of us have anything to lose anymore none of us are coming out of this unscathed you know i was talking to a friend of mine uh, the other day from the old finance days we were having a conversation on the phone and he was you know he's still out pushing, you know, buying stocks and doing all that stuff. And I'm like, right. why? <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm like, listen, you know, to come to, to the brass tax of all this thing is, do you know what's going on in the world? Do you know what's happening? This is that this is a death ritual that's happening right now. And they're going right, to crash. Sorry about that. No problem. Hey, they're going to crash. Yeah, we hear you yeah. a little better now. Yeah. yeah, we were just kind of right. elaborating was, on was, Whitney Webb a little bit. I was fucking cheating. I was fucking cheating. I was on my, I was on my phone, and fucking T-Mobile service is fucking terrible around here. I'm right. gonna have to get a new fucking. Uh, I'm gonna have to go to Verizon or something because it's mm-hmm. fucking awful. Like what? what I mean, like what issues. kind of speed test? I mean, what was it? Was it on your Wi-Fi? No, it was on my cellular. Uh, we don't we don't use Wi-Fi at our house. We just use. Oh wait a minute! Wait wait. Oh, so you were using your phone to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. I thought you were using your home internet, and okay. no, no, I was, I was cheating. I was cheating because I was on this. I'm on my computer all day, and I've been trying to like not to open it up at home very much, right? Uh, because I'm on it all day. But if I get some fucked up shit here, I know something's up because I'm hardwired now. So. No, it sounds good. I mean, yeah, but you, you know, as you were talking, your voice was going in and out, and then, and then it would just kind of pause for a second, and then everything that you had said it speeds up. You know, that's what uh, happens with with these connections where it's just like you're talking, you're like, and then as soon as it comes back, it's like all the words come out like super fast. Well, I apologize. For oh, that. no that worries, was- man. Yeah, so we were just after you got after you got disconnected, we were we were um, you know kind of digging a little bit into the whole Whitney Webb thing. And, you know, I was kind of curious because I, I knew her to be digging into some pretty um, wild stuff, you know, with the Epstein and things like that. But then Greg was saying, let me make a, let me finish my point though about it. Cause I was relating, uh, had a conversation with a old wall street friend of mine from years ago Mm -hmm. the other day. And he's still out there pushing the whole, you know, buy stocks, do this, that it's, yeah, it's what they do. It's, it's they're, like, they're money men, and they just continue to do what they do, no matter what. They the continue case. to do what they do, and it's. Do you really think that you're? They're not going to. They could crush you like a bug. You're nothing to them, so you better. You're, you're in the wrong fight. And he's got plenty of money that he can survive and live. He doesn't really have to work anymore, right? He just he does it for kind of fun, and then he bitches that it's not fun because. Everything is so gamed and corrupt in the investment world that everything is geared towards the house wins and everybody else loses. Yeah, and it's, it's like it doesn't matter what you do when the time comes and they crash this, 
you're going to lose everything. You know, so this is not the time to focus on mammon. This is the time really that you need to get your mind straight with what life is really all about. Because what we're going to be dealing with over the next couple of years is going to be, I mean, it's going to be horrific. Yeah. And, you know, unless smart people, all right, finally say, like, look, we have to take our energies and stop with the nonsense right. that we have been consumed with for a lifetime. Right. And now we have to get serious because history is going to judge us. All right. The, where we where people look at we, we're the ones who will be determined that the moniker, the greatest generation will be will be the ones wearing that label. Well, if we do the right thing. Well, let me ask you this. Catherine Austin Fitz made a, another comment that we, as a collective, should stop attacking the government because they're already being held captive by these financial terrorists. So, and I, I don't know if you, um, if you remember that, Matt, in, the, in that conversation where she says that we should be trying to um, help in some way because again there the the government the governments or the United States government is being is being shaken down by by these financial organizations and that you know they're going to try to they're going to try to change the government and if if they do it and we don't get a chance to 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 design the government you know this us commoners in the and in the design that we want and that what we're going to need, then we're fucking screwed. And uh, yeah, I mean, if this is the, this is the thing, it's like, it's not going to happen on fucking federal level. It's got to happen only in the States because the fucking federal government is, is completely fucking compromised. There, there, there's just no, there's just no, way the corruption is so rampant there and they've already shown they don't give a fuck about the people here and the state and the local go- the local governments you can you can say this the local governments are a fucking afterthought in the constitution the the constitution explicitly states that the state allows it by convenience of the state so the local governments are just a, a byproduct of what the state allows but the only way you can start affecting things is through either you know, going out in the real world, and this is an issue that I haven't talked to you guys about since uh, I, I've talked to you guys last, and even Andrew, I've talked to you last week, man, but I, I haven't told you this. So people are fucking keyboard warriors. I get fucking tired of it because on Twitter, there's a few local people around here that were running their fucking mouths about, like, doing shit. And I, I sent them a private message. I said, hey, why don't we get together in this area talk about what we can do to start, you know, action in these local areas. And I'm talking from Wright Pat Air Force Base down to Cincinnati. And the thing is, this one guy left the fucking conversation. Didn't even want to. And I met up with the other woman and I was like, eh, <laughs> you know, this woman's uh, she's my wife and I went and talked to her and her whatever her man friend was. And I was like, eh, this is pretty sad if this is what we have to ally right. with you know like i was just like you're like what wow. what are we what, what kind of freaking weapons do i have here 
Yeah, exactly. And then, and, but the one guy that runs his mouth that has a lot of good information. Says, I'm going to all these school boards and all these city council. He fucking left the conversation. And he's still keyboard warrioring. I'm like, if you don't have the fucking uh, testicular fortitude to go out there and fucking say something to these people, like there's there's like no cohesion here. There's no cohesion local. Like, I don't know. I know, Charlie, we've talked about this. There's no fucking cohesion locally with people. People talk a lot of shit, yeah. but then they don't want to go out there and and actually go. And I told my wife, we we're going to crash the fuck out of our local city council because I, I'm just fucking so fucking tired of, like, like the same shit and people around here thinking, like, it's going to change on a federal fucking level or that Trump's going to come back and, like, overthrow and there's going to be a coup and all this other bullshit <laughs> it's just it's hope porn that's all they, it is they, is to keep people complacent or it's or they're practicing uh fake uh heroism heroism you know, exactly fake bravery oh look at me i'm doing all this on the internet well it's not doing fuck all yeah. you're just sitting there and fucking stroking your cock and saying how great i am because i said this and that blah 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 well, mm-hmm. you got to talk the talk, walk the fucking walk. I've been walking the walk. I'm like fucking, they, they've issued me, what, about 40 fucking grand now in fines? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at 100 years in fucking prison? Well, and the thing is, though, man, the thing is, the internet gives this false illusion that people are connected. And there's one thing that I, you know, O'Connell was saying in one of his things, and it's very true. If you go on to these sites like tw- Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, even Gab, it only puts you, the algorithms put you into groups that you already agree with each other. So there's no actual conversation with people to change their minds. Because one thing about Twitter is I have not been like Twittering as much because it's like pointless. Because they, like people, people go to the random, you know, things and there's no, I found local people, but then they they don't want to do anything. You know, they don't want to yeah. fucking do anything. I'm like, people are like, I, I talked to a local guy yesterday and he's like, well, you need to make a Facebook page and get people together on <laughs> right, Facebook. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not going on fucking Facebook. So the government knows, Hey, these guys are getting together here. We better send some kind of fucking plant or someone in there to kind of rebel rouse. It's like, no, people need to, how did we do this 30 or 40 years ago? You know, you fucking go and <clears throat> give it a town hall meetings and yeah. And it's like people don't want to do it because people have gotten lazy off the stimulant of the internet. I was talking to my wife before we got on about that. I'm like, is it me or is it like, like I get, you know, the internet is a great place for a lot of things, but you can't effectively do anything on the internet to 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 get people together collectively, um, especially in a local and a state level, because a lot of people are still too fucking scared or whatever. They think someone else is going to take care of it. And it's like, we have to rest that away. We cannot give these politicians this kind of power because they've been shown over and over again, like fucking Nancy Piglosi, fucking bitch said, Oh, I'm not going to, you know, you have to wear masks, you know, but it's rules are for thee and not for me. And it's like, she's been doing this since the whole, and she was at a DNC thing with all the young DNCs. None of them were fucking wearing masks. But you, you grill people for not wearing masks? She did that last September, and I, I tweeted that to people saying, well, she's just a bitch. I'm like, do you people not remember? She's been doing this for months, and she's been shown not to give a fuck about her constituents, not to give a fuck about this country. And the thing is, 
she just flaunts that. Like last year when she went to her hairstylist and every other business was closed. She wasn't wearing a mask. She wasn't doing any of the shit that she says people ought to be doing. And it shows you it's a fucking show. I don't know if you guys saw what Joe Biden did. There was a fucking like press stunt. He was in a pickup truck. Yeah. Yesterday. And he said, well, if you get in front of the truck uh, and let me run over you, you know, we'll talk about Israel. And then, right. you know, since he has dementia, they just made him go in a straight line. Like, that's supposed to make me feel good about his fucking prion disease or whatever's going on with his dumb ass. But the thing is, it's like you can't put faith in these fucking politicians because they're humans. They're going to let you down. And the thing is, we have to, like, somehow coalesce in, like, local, you know, local groups. And I, I'm hesitating to use the word cells because I hear that freedom cells, but then there's the cells terror cells you terrorists you know and it's like you know what the fuck ever there's dissent is the only way this is going to end and it's like you know the people i around here i just don't see it i do not fucking have a good feeling about people like actually resisting this until it's till until it's like greg said the shit's going to really fucking hit the fan they're not going to have their 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 their, you know luxuries it is really about luxuries that have made us completely indolent they really have. It's like, oh, I'm, I feel convenient. I have heating, air, water, blah, blah, blah. And when all that shit is taken away, that's when these motherfuckers are going to feel the pressure. And, and until that, uh, they feel that pressure, they're not going to fucking budge because they're comfortable. They're comfortable. And yeah. it's like, uh, you know, I, I just think that I get, it's like I told Charlie before we came on, I'm so fucking frustrated right now. I'm like, I, I, I feel my, I'm on edge and I'm very fucking angry. And I see people just like fucking going about la da, like fucking everything's great, you know. And it's just like, now I have to say, at the grocery store, it's been a lot better. I see a lot more people not wearing masks. I mean, the majority are not wearing masks now, right? Which is fucking great. But that's just the masks. What are you going to do on a collective level, a unit level, where you say, "I'm sick and fucking tired of this government not and paying taxes to go that's to right. shit that." doesn't fucking do and if people stop paying their fucking taxes this whole charade would go away they couldn't do anything it's fucking bankrupt i think it's like what they need to do is they need to stop not only paying taxes but i mean greg's mentioned this any number of times stop paying your mortgage stop paying your fucking car and (laughs) and just be like and 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 that's 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 a a great way be like what are you gonna do you're gonna take everybody's fucking home go fuck yourself Mm-hmm. And that's what needs to happen. And people need to stop participating. Well, they've, set up the in it. To, they've set up the scenario to do that now. So, yeah. Well, so like before they did Catherine that, everybody that. What was that? 25% of, Catherine Austin Fitz said that 25% of the people in the United States quit paying taxes, the whole fucking house of cards falls down. 25%. That's all it takes. 25% not to pay taxes. Because it's just, there's so much money that comes in. I have people, you know, my wife and I, we have to pay in taxes every fucking year. They say, oh, we uh, we haven't taken enough of your money. And then the taxes go to shit that I don't, you know, I don't want my taxes to go towards, I don't know, abortion or being redistributed to people that are, you know, immigrants here illegally, you know, or any number of issues I have with what my tax money is being used for. For example, and I'll give you one example. I'll shut my mouth for now. But the thing, I went on to a local city council meeting. I was looking through, 
uh, humdrum shit. You know, they're not doing much local shit. They need a new police chief, a new fire chief, blah, blah, blah. But one thing I found interesting, they made a $350,000 contract they, they created with Duke Energy to to put all LED lights in our street lamps. I'm like, see, people don't understand that that's, that's the fucking start of smart cities. Is the LED lighting and all the LED lights and the LED lights are very important for this whole sustainability bullshit. And the reason they want it is because sooner or later they want the the whole Internet of Things smart system to be all coordinated with one another. And, and the Internet of Things and five G are very important to this whole thing. And the LED lights are just one one component of that. And I'm like. Three hundred fifty fucking thousand dollars. This little shit town I live in is given to Duke Energy to install these lights all over the all over the town, and then they say, "Oh, it'll pay for itself in like seven years. We'll start saving fifty thousand dollars a year uh, on lighting." And it's like really the fuck, you know? Like that's the kind of shit I'm talking about that people don't make the connection. And I do think that a lot of these fucking city council people, especially locally, don't know what the fuck is going on. They don't know what the fuck mm-hmm. is going on, especially when it comes to, like, CARES Act money. Yep. Like last year, they took all kinds of CARES Act money the local place did. And I'll tell you this. There's a little local shithole little town. It's like 500 people. It, and they took CARES Act money. They got $30,000 of CARES Act money in this town. And they spent it on pens, on fucking hand sanitizer, wireless hand sanitizers. I was like, oh, yeah, that. It, it, I think they spent 10000 Where'd the other 20000 go? Don't tell me that shit isn't being passed around among the leaders of that town. Yeah, of course it is. They negotiate the deals, right? And then they take their kickbacks and their uh, their uh, percentages, and then they, uh, they kick up to uh, the guys that tell them what to do, the handlers. Yeah, and it's, 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 and it's all a scam. It's, it's all that's all it's ever been. It just read Tammany Hall by Gustavus Myers. Mm-hmm. He t- he talks about that a hundred years ago, right, Greg? Greg's still there. Yep, I'm sorry, I was booted. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, everybody so, should read Gustavus Myers. You want to know how the world really is? You better read him. Well, these people because, are just yeah, criminals, like, and now they're trying to kill us all off. Because they've stolen all of our money, and it, it, you know what? We're not allowed to to stand up for ourselves. The fuck is that? Like you get? I just found an article while you guys were talking. Remember that uh, that guy up here in Canada, uh, Chris Sky, Italian guy. Hmm. Remember the the guy who uh, last summer when this shit started, he was the one they did an, they interviewed him on the street, and he was like, "This is all. It's got nothing to do the with gym the virus." Guy? And your rights away and is all this like stuff. Gym? Yeah, the gym, is it gym owner? Yeah. Okay. There's an article on uh, CBC. It says anti mass protester Chris Sky arrested for allegedly making death threats, driving at a police officer. So he is his, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Chris faces five criminal charges, include, including assaulting a police officer, a police officer with a weapon. I put it in the, uh, the chat. Yeah, I see that right now. Yeah, I've seen him like go into supermarkets when the face mask things were huge, and like they were all following him around and harassing him. Yeah, yeah, isn't that interesting? So, and, and you, you, you guys, uh, did you see um, that video? I think it came out last last year, the end of the summer, maybe in the fall, 
there's a member of the provincial parliament of Ontario. His name's Randy Hillier. Uh, he found a document that came across his desk, and it was the uh, government, the federal government, I think it was, um, put out uh, bids, right? Allowed contractors to, uh, to, to bid on uh, concentration camps to be built in Canada. And he he got the document and he read it out in uh, the uh, parliament in Toronto. It's called Queen's Park. And he's asking the, go- the, the government about this. He goes, what is this? You know, it says right here to, you know, to build these camps here in, in Canada. What's going on? Are you planning on rounding people up? And they, you know, they gave him the usual political double speak, you know, dance around the issue. He asked them again and they gave him some more horse shit. And then the, uh, whatever the, the the head of the uh thing uh i don't know what the hell they call him he basically told them to you know they just cut him off they right. shut his mic off and didn't let him talk anymore so they're planning to build concentration camps up here in canada and round us up and stick them in it so it's going to be like the gulags in uh siberia a hundred years ago where they rounded people up and uh forced labor camps I I I do remember that. I remember that. Uh, he, he asked them point blank, and he read it to them, and they had no comment to him, no mm-hmm. comment. And then they just, yeah, they shut off everything. And in that document has floated. I, that document has floated around the internet, and I, from what I know, they have yet to discredit it. Um, and that it's interesting because. I, a lot of this COVID stuff, I think, is a great distraction for what they're building around us, as Brendan says, and as others say, too. It's like, you know, you can have COVID talk all day long, but the reality is they are planning stuff behind the scenes and the COVID and the vaccines and the masks and all the other hysteria, you know, food shortages and all this stuff, crypto, chicanery, all that stuff is a, a distraction from what they're really doing, and they want you know, everyone online all the time so they can build the world around us to enslave us and to imprison us. I mean, that's, and this is fucking what they're doing and they're doing it. You know, there's that fat fuck Augustine Carson's of the bank for international settlements. That motherfucker is, he has said it explicitly since, since last year when they, when they started talking heavily and they've been talking about digital ledger technology since at least 2014, and he explicitly says they want complete control over all the currency digitally. And the economists, just two weeks ago, you can't fucking make this shit up. The economists, everything they say is absolutely comes true. And it says GovCoin and Tech We Trust. You can go look up their May 8th weekly issue. It's a, it's a fucking coin that looks like a Bitcoin you know, picture. But it has like a pyramid on one side. It has like a justice building on the other side. It has like... Go, it's a go, it says gov coins are the future of uh, finance and Augustine Carson's is licking his fucking chops saying hell yeah because we don't want that liability and we could shut it up we don't he's like eh. and I put this in one of I put this in two of the videos I have on my website is like here's Augustine Carson this is not about your fucking health this is about a crypto enslavement system and this is how they control it and Augustine's like well with a thousand dollar pesos or with a hundred dollar bill we don't know who is using this it's anonymous. That's the whole point of cash and, and physical fucking currencies, anonymity. And the thing is, he's like, well, with crypto, we can know what you're doing at any time. If we don't like it, we can shut it off as a, because we don't want the liability. 
And it's like, yes, that ex- exact with everything in the cloud, that's exactly how they would control it. And think of the panic if they shut off the fucking internet and everything's cloud based. It'd be fucking chaos. And people are like, yeah, I love crypto. Crypto's a fucking scam. It always has been a scam. They've just been beta testing this fucking gov coin for the past 13, 14 years. People are like, yeah, I love it. And it's like, these fucking bankers don't give a fuck, and they have control of all the stuff, all the financial stuff. You think they haven't game-planned all this shit? They've been doing this for years. It's like newbies to this whole thing, like newbie, like, fucking people into investments saying, oh, Bitcoin's great. Dude, you know they've been scheming for thousands of years with this fucking money shit, and they know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly, they only pilot shit when it's, they only pilot shit when they know it's going to work, and they get the public to buy into this anonymity shit. It's like, you know, there's no anonymous, there's no real true anonymous transaction when you're doing it online. It, it, no. it just, there are none. Like and, everything. And only, yeah, everything. Yeah. Every technology, every chip, everything has friggin' because of, of, of the way that they're manufactured, they have holes, they have security holes. So there is no, there, there is no, system out there that is unhackable they built the system they they designed it or i think even jones like mentioned something about it over the years about them putting together technology in a specific way where it where it cannot you know hacking it is like that if you know what you're doing i mean what they do they built the <clears throat> You remember when uh, the Stuxnet thing, where the U.S. and Israel um, uh, did something, they created a virus to that would affect um, Iran's nuclear facility. Yep, 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 yep. Well, the reason why they could build these viruses to affect them because all of the all of the the digital circuitry is all designed a specific way so that the viruses can be designed to affect all of of these uh, all of this circuitry that is already susceptible to whatever because that's the way it was designed mm-hmm. so i mean there really is like you said there is no security there is no anything and the only way that this shit fucking ends is unfortunately what what uh, Andrew was saying and you know and what you're saying Matt is that people are they just haven't been pushed to a specific point and and it's going to take like what's it going to take well, you know it's going to take something really really awful and then by then these people may not even be able to react to it if they got the if they got the jab if um you know they, they, they it's just it's just just a level of worthlessness that has been has been embedded slowly embedded into the american or the canadian or the european that they just think that bad shit 
ain't going to happen and that the government won't do some of the things that I mean, they're seeing it now with the, with the, with the COVID lockdowns and things like that. And there's, there's more people in, in European countries that have gone out in mass. What, what, what have we seen? The only large groups of people that we've seen gather happened in June when, uh, after the, after the, uh, George Floyd thing and then the, the cities and, and, you know, just, all, you know, I mean, that's really it. I mean, what, what Americans are going to, what Americans really, really stood up. And I, and I include myself in that. What, what Americans have really, really stood up and gathered in mass to say and tell the governments and, you know, the, the, the te- to tell the governors to go fuck themselves. And then even that Whitmer thing, even that Whitmer thing where they, they were saying that people were planning to kidnap her. I think that was all bullshit. Didn't it? Wasn't that? That was a, that was, that was a fucking. It, it's just, that was just, just so they could uh, use the excuse. Right. Uh, well, uh, there's multiple things. One, so they could give her security. So she got an excuse to have security so that in case somebody did want to come after. Right. Plus, it also plays into the whole white supremacy sure. extremist fuck uh, bullshit narrative that they got yeah. going right and of so course trump they, helped that whole thing trump helped that whole thing along yeah with um, so, so, so what they, his they, they demonize yeah. uh, they demonize uh people of european descent again right because that's that's one of the goals if you read practical idealism right Right. Uh, which is the book by uh, that, that, that's the that's the famous uh, that's the book behind the famous Kalergi plant. Yeah. Right. Where basically yep. they're going get, to get, kill off all the white people. And uh, in the book, he yeah. says the uh, European man of the future uh, will be of mixed race. He will resemble the ancient Egyptians. That's the quote from the book that everybody refers to. Mm-hmm. And when I bring it up to people, they go, oh, that'll never happen. Oh, really? Right. It'll never happen? Have yeah. you studied the, the history of South Africa from 1994 until the present? Because right. it's fucking happening down there right now. Well, I can give you an example. Um, so when I, I went into the city and uh, Kaufman was there and a bunch of other people were there in, in Philadelphia. And so I kind of made a made contact with with certain people. One one of them was Shane. I had him on I had him on the program, and Shane's a good dude. And like a lot of the other people that he knows and he communicates with, are you know I mean they understand they understand the criticality of what's going on. But I mean, like I even made a statement like you know I got a bullhorn. We should probably, you know, like I'll come over there. I'll come over to PA and then we can just go out. We can just walk like four, five, six or seven of us, you know, write some shit up on a piece of paper. And then you can, I said, we can hand the fucking bullhorn around or somebody, you know, you guys go get them. You can get them for like friggin' 25, 30 bucks on Amazon. And then just friggin' just walk, go to, go to places where people are going to be and just say, you know, just you know, lay it down, lay out some of the, some of the, the very obvious things that are going on, whether people want to hear it or not, fuck them. If they want to hear it and then, then they walk over. Awesome. If not, at least they will have heard it and they can't unhear it, you know, but did that ever happen? Did anybody ever say, let's do this or let's, you know, like, I mean, I, I think that's kind of what maybe what Matt was, was talking about, like trying to connect with people in the area and then, and then go out somewhere and just be, 
you know, stop the the keyboard warrior shit and then actually get out and, and just start talking to people. It's like a, it's like, it's, it's, it's insane how, how, how incredibly lax and, and, um, like, I mean, I would do it if I could get, you know, like, cause you never know that like you go out there by yourself. You could get frigging clubbed in the head by people like, hey, you ate grandma and grandpa. We're going to kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you got to get, you know, you got to feel like the, there's, there's strength in numbers, you know, many hands make light work, but where, where the fuck are we? Like what, uh, what what's it going to take? Well, the, the thing is they feminize society. And what's That's the old true. saying? That's one aspect Women of it. talk, men do. So that's one of the biggest problems right there. Is that they fagged up society and now everybody acts like a bunch of fucking broads. You know, all the, like, look at all these women now, you know. For the last, what, five, ten years. Ah, a woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle. Rah, rah, girl power, all that fucking horse shit. <laughs> okay? And now, now what are they doing? Where are the men? Who's going to stand up for us? Oh, come on, guys. Stand up. Well, wait a minute. Fucking last week you're saying you need us as much as the fish needs a fucking bicycle. Oh, so it's when you need us we're important. And the rest of the time we're fucking garbage, right? <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. The fish. So it, that, that's, the, that's the thing. You, you, you know, they fagged everybody up. And women are, mm-hmm. you know, they just talk. Men are the one that carry out the actions. Right. So when you feminize everybody, that's all you get is a bunch of fucking talkers. They're just a bunch of posers. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, there are the exceptions. I mean, there's been, it was, uh, the day that I was there, there was this woman who was uh, taking down, you know, taking people's names down and email addresses and stuff. And eventually she, you know, it was like a children's health defense, uh, chapter or whatever. And then, you know, that kind of started, um, where they they're getting they're having gatherings and things like that um so i mean it's you know like even having this conversation with this guy today like he he knew largely what's going on now he was kind of lending he was kind of moving towards like you know um, you know, China, he kept on saying, you know, China, they're trying to make us like China. And I just, I impart, I, I was, ho- I hope that I was able to impart to him that this was a collaboration, that this mm-hmm. is a global collaboration. You know, whatever happened, I mean, there's still a lot of evidence in the arena that no virus has actually been isolated. Mm-hmm. which has its has its place in in the narrative today there's some people out there that just will they hear that what there's no virus and then they'll just they just go off like how could you say that there's no virus well i mean you know i don't want to say that there's no virus but i want to be able to entertain so not only is there censorship inside of people that actually understand that this is an evil agenda. Why can't people be allowed to say, I want to be able to entertain that they haven't isolated it. They haven't isolated anything. And that this is a, um, that, that what this was, was a simulated outbreak, meaning they injected the elderly 
they genocided him, just like you know, like I've said, um, like um, uh, Catherine Austin Fitz said as she, as she was breaking it down. She was just like, "I want to call it. It was a genocide," and I'm like, "Of course it was." Mm-hmm. Um, it was a simulated outbreak. They they injected people with something that when they got sick, they died. Now, when the people now you can say these people. The, in the elder care facilities was, and then we talk about the contagion myth, right? We have the contagion myth. Do, uh, do things spread the way that we think that they do? Or what happened then with it, you know, them moving people in, in a, in a, into, into approximate, an approximate area after they got injected, you know, like are we're seeing now or hearing about women that haven't been, um, uh, haven't gotten the jab, experiencing uh, bizarre uh, monthly um, abnormal uh, cycles. So it's like you could say that you can honestly say that they they injected and simulated an outbreak where it killed the elderly who already had comorbidities and they were all on so many different drugs that it made them more susceptible to die from a respiratory. All right. So why can't we entertain both sides of it? Right. To the fact to the point where there is no isolated virus. And then there is a, a, a virus that only affects people that have specific you know, cofactors. And, but even there, even there, we can't, you know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll entertain both sides. And if someone, you know, like I'll entertain any scenario, I'll lean towards the ones that I believe more to be what I think. And then other people, but, but, but we're get, we get into a, a realm where, um, there's no way that this that 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 this is was not I you know isolated or anything like that. Like I mean, like I I didn't read the piece about Kaufman that 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 you know that Clint did, but it's like, what is what can it hurt that some people think that that, that it's not, you know? So even that inside the the areas of where people understand that that this is a, a malignant agenda. It's it, they figured out ways to um, get, get even the people inside that, that understand that to be on the divided. And it, and divided yeah, it, comes, it comes down to believing in our own epistemological framework as we perceive reality. And if we put a lot of time and effort into that, and our knowledge system is challenged, even if we know that a lot of the shit that's going on is bullshit. If mm-hmm. our if our own perceptions are challenged, even now we think. And I I'm only speaking for myself. I'm not speaking for anyone else. I'm speaking for myself. Even when so I think I know a lot about a lot, but then when someone challenges me, it pisses me off, and I react to that. Because and then when I calm down and think, hey. You don't know fucking shit, really, and you really need to humble yourself and say, do I really know what I think I know, or do I only know what they're dripping out here knowledge-wise to me? Because that, and it's a very difficult thing when you're in 
when you're intelligent, and I know Clint's intelligent, but it's very difficult to to make documentaries about this stuff and have some of the things in your documentaries not, challenged yeah. by other new evidence. And not be but that's biased. science. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's science. And if you can't yeah. accept that you could be wrong, well, you're no different than the zealots on the other side. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not yeah. trying to rail on Clint. I'm saying like, but that's the issue. We can rail against, you know, others that are blatantly wrong. But then when we, when we have our own perceptions challenged, our own biases challenged, that is a cognitive dissonance. We all have it to a degree because of our own perceptions and our own experiences that help mold those perceptions. And it's very difficult for some people to let go and say, hey, and it's a big person that can say, hey, I was wrong about this. And I'm coming clean and saying, hey, I was duped too. And, and it's yeah. a, it's, it, it, because it's a pride thing too. We, none of us want to yeah. be wrong. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's about, do. it's really about like, I guess the Mark Twain things, it's easier to fool someone than to convince them that they've been deceived and fooled. And because it's the pride thing, like, no, no, I'm much too smart and aware and um, intelligent to have been fooled by that. And it's like, no, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're you're dealing with the masters of deception. Right. And again, like that, yeah. That's what people got to realize right from the beginning is that this this is this is their modus operandi. Everything they say is lies to keep you. It, it it's it's sure. like in uh, in football, right? I don't know if you guys played football, but I did, right? And there's uh, you know it, it, there's there's a lot go, that goes on between the offensive lineman and the defensive lineman, right? With technique. Right. right, trying one trying to get past the other to the quarterback, right, and uh, def- the defensive line or uh, defensive linemen are taught usually a lot of the times when they, they come off the they come off the line, right, and are, they're going for the secondary. They use a move that's called a rip move, right. They take one step, say say they're going to the left side, right. They take one step to the left. They bring their right arm up like in a uh, like in an uppercut motion into the offensive lineman's uh, armpit. Right, because he's blocking; his arms are straight out, and what it does is it tries to take that guy off his balance, right? And then what you do is you stand straight up. Well, if you're taller than him, he's going to be off to one side, right? Well, then they teach the offensive lineman if the defensive lineman r- rips on you and he puts his arm in your armpit and tries to bring you up, right, which takes you off your balance, you clamp your arm down take a wider stance and squat down now you got control of him and at the same time you open hand punch his hip to knock him off balance right so it's, it's a similar thing but in the mind this way they're they're constantly mm-hmm. trying to keep you off kilter so you can't get a a, a, a good yeah. footing a good grounding right. and be stable so you right? can say, that you, you can say that the defense out, is the sensor What's that? You could say that the defense is the sensor, the censoring, right? So the offense, right? You got your, you got your, uh, your offensive line is trying to protect the quarterback who's trying to say that COVID's bullshit. <laughs> and mm-hmm. if he create every pass that 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 he that he uh, uh, completes is you know is one step further to truth and reality. And then of course you've got the defense that's like, Oh no, you're not going to get that pass off. 
you're not going to do that. We're going to we're going to shut you down. We're going to sack you. We're going to knock you out of the game. Yeah, so they, they, that's 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 the game that we're playing right now. Yeah. And the and only the, they and, play for the, the same team. Both yeah, sides. and the the the, the the and the 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 sheep are caught in the middle, right? Yeah. You know, like the, the uh, and, and so that's why. Like, here's a perfect example. Uh, you guys remember Eustace Mullins, right? Right. Yep. Okay. Well, Greg and I talked about him many occasions, right? And he, he never got arrested for the stuff he was putting out there, all the books and death by injection. Uh, yep. Yeah, everything, right? He mm-hmm. and he he told the truth, and he had good sources, right? So they couldn't go after him because if they went to court. Right, they would be outed, and they wouldn't have a defense against what he was saying. Right, discovery right. would uh, so, would make uh, so what they, the information. Yeah, yeah. So what they started doing was they they got their own sources close to him and started feeding him bad information, so that he would start putting that in his books in an attempt to discredit his entire body of work and everything that he had done. Yeah, right. So that's that's well, another way that mm-hmm. they do it. Right? And well, I mean, like before. Before I realized that this was a, you know, like a corporation, you know, Crown Corporation, you know, what we heard was, oh, it's the usual suspects and they just have so much power that they can, you know, that they, that, that the, uh, the media can be controlled and, and, and all of these different things that, that are pushing us towards this ultimate, you know, martial law type situation. That's going to be the end of uh, freedom and all that other stuff, right? But then you find out that this is a this is a corporation and a network that owns all of the media outlets that owns pretty much uh, and and controls the narrative. I mean, like even like uh, Farrell said, he said this is narrative control, where. He said, he said, even like around wherever he's at, I'm not sure exactly where he is, but he was saying that, you know, he's in Oklahoma. Okay. And so it just continues. Like we already, I mean, this for people. And then that's, that's the thing about Jones and stuff where he's talking about, you know, like the, 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 the world currency and world government and all these other things. I mean, it's, it was already in place. It's not like, you know, like 10, 15, 20 years from, you know, when I first started listening. Well, I mean, it's kind of panning out like that. But, I mean, world government is in place because they own Justin Trudeau. They own the, uh, you know, the president of France. They own the. They own uh, India. Matt mentioned the guy's name. Um, they Modi. own they, right. They own. They most likely own Jing, um, and they Xi? and and Xi uh, right Ying Jing Jang, yeah. and um, yeah, they, they, and and, they, they and Putin and all this other stuff. Like Greg was saying in, in the beginning of this, he was just like you know Putin could really fuck up all their plans by you know not going along, you know, with the, with the whole, um, oil thing. And, um, and then it just turned out that, you know, he just went right along with it. So yeah, but all they, of these they... organ, all these organizations, all of these countries are in lockstep because we already have fucking world government, like 95, 
90, somewhere in the 90% range that it's already in lockstep because, um, you know, it's just when, when you have the, the corporation that, that owns and controls everything and controls money and controls every elected president or prime minister and we know that you know uh, yank my yahoo benjamin um he's he's taking it in the ass beebs beebs yeah uh, i mean you know where i haven't listened to um who was it uh dennis fetcho in a while i was i was listening to um you know you know greg and i you know we went on to uh well I mean, I kind of when I was on Oracle, I connected with 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 Fetch um, inside the eye. That's inside the eye live, and so that's why we got on there. Like I I knew you know we used to do roundtables when I when I joined Oracle. So and Dennis is like super cool and just you know was all he was like super cool from like from jump. So it was uh, we so we got on there. So I don't know what what's going on uh, where where he's at. But it, well, I mean, I kind of know because it was it was Saudi Arabia or wherever it, he was at. It was pretty much the same thing. So they were kind of doing the same shit in all of these other countries, probably in Jordan, probably in all of these Middle Eastern countries, probably doing the same thing. And I mean, look at look at um, what did that um, Wesley Clark said like right after 9-11 he went into the pentagon and found out that yeah, not the, the whole seven seven countries seven in countries years, in five years well it took and, a little it took he, a little longer it took a little longer than that but i want to say now in hindsight having heard that story that it was inevitable that those countries needed to be under a specific level of control when they did what they did last year. Well, though, all those seven countries were the seven remaining countries in the world that did not have a Rothschild-controlled mm-hmm. central bank in them. Right. And who's the last? The last one is Iran. The Iranian. Yeah, central but they got bank. they they got control of Iran. Don't don't kid yourself. Well, they, they, they have, agree. I know, but hold, just hold on, hold on. There, there's a uh, a book. It's called The Last Kings of Shanghai, right? And it's about these two families, uh, Jewish families that were expelled from Baghdad in the 12th century for uh, trying to monopolize the economy. Come on, that's and, not like uh, them. Oh, I know. they would never, That's a, a complete anomaly. It's, they're complete outcasts. Like 1% of 1% of 1%, right? Yeah. But uh, it, it's written by a Jewish guy. Who, who wrote the book and these two families they 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 got kicked out of Baghdad and they traveled to India together and uh they're the Sassoons and the Kanduris the, the Greg calls them uh the Captain Kangaroos right the the Kanduris but uh Sassoon ended up staying in India and then eventually uh got con- you know control through uh usury and money lending and then monopolizing the local economy and uh, the Kaduris moved on to Southeast Asia. I can't remember exactly if it was China or Japan, or but it was no, somewhere. Shanghai. Yep, it was a China. Okay, and uh, but the uh, 
they they've had they they they've started their uh, their grip on Asia back in the 12th century. So, uh, you know, there, there there's books about the the Jews in China. They're called Kaifeng, K A I F E N G, right? Mm. There's uh you know they, they they've had control of it for a very very long time, right? Just like Russia. Once they got control of Russia, they never they never let it go. Like there's a book. Uh, uh, by Anatoly uh, Gostelin, I think his name is. It's called the Perestroika Deception, and he said the the fall of the USSR was basically just a lie. It just went underground. Is basically what the book talks about. Right? But wait a minute. I mean, like I, I kind of understand that to a certain extent, but I mean, the, the largely Christian um, society over there, where the czars for a number of years were being attacked by. Uh, elements, you know, the Trotsky elements and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it was, I think that was key to be able to, um, you know, control both sides to be able to control. Obviously, America was already controlled. And then you got Russia being controlled, mm-hmm. looting, saying that America is bad to their people and and uh, Russia is bad and, and we need to protect ourselves against them. Uh, meanwhile, um, there was this military endeavor that I want to say that Russia and the U.S. were involved in, and it was called Operation Fishbowl. Does anybody mm-hmm. know what Operation I, Fishbowl I, was? I, I never heard of it. I knew I, I uh, what's his name there? Uh, Anthony Sutton wrote books. Right. About, but I mean, this, uh, the, this operation the, fishbowl was uh, when they were sh- at a high altitude. They were shooting missiles into space. Oh, is this when space. they tried to blow up the atmosphere or the, the, uh, something like that? They were shooting, uh, they were shooting high altitude they, nuclear tests. Yeah. They were yeah, shooting, yeah, I heard about that. they were trying to penetrate the, the dome. Okay. So, I mean, the bottom line here about, and it was pointed out, I mean, this was largely pointed out in, um, well, the, 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 the deception of the cold war was largely pointed out and none dare call a conspiracy. Now I bought the book and then I wound up getting the audio book, which is on, on audible where you can listen to the whole thing. And then they kind of break it down and they, um, they show you that um, what, what what we were being told here and some um, dignitaries went over into Russia and saw their infrastructure over there and said, why are we even fucking afraid of these people? Because there was never any reason to be afraid of them because or the just the illusion of being afraid of Russia. Meanwhile, they were both controlled by the same Rothschild, Rockefeller, um, uh, Crown Corporation um, entities that made, you know, that that created a that created a fictional scenario that people in an academia fucking wrote books about the Cold War, like these so-called fucking individual these intellectuals that were writing about the Cold War, you know, like the social ramifications of the Cold War and, uh, you know, the, the all this shit. And it was a complete lie. Mm-hmm. It was a yeah. complete fucking lie, the Cold War. It was a fictional creation 
to then be able to loot and just continue to 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 push narratives that were completely false just like we're seeing today with with uh, COVID-19 and we're seeing on 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 so many levels um, like we don't even know largely that Iran is what you know like portions of society will say oh they're just terrorists and you know they said they wanted to wipe Israel off the map and everything and and, and of course then you find out that that's not what Ahmadinejad actually said and then I mean do we know because I mean for years now we've been hearing that um, you know Iran's going to get attacked so what did Obama, the Obama administration do they lent them money they got them involved in uh, the nuclear deal Right. And then Trump comes in and tries to erase the whole thing. And people were saying, like, well, the only reason that Obama and Kerry and those guys did that was getting them involved in it so that you could actually start some kind of project where you could say, all right, well, they've got some of this technology now. And then you can accuse them of saying that they're doing nefarious things with it. Right. And And then, yeah. I, I think it's That's interesting nice. because what you say here is like all these things about the Cold War, and it reminds me of what my wife says a lot about what uh, Orwell talks about in 1984. The people are so hateful to this Eurasian conflict and Eurasian and all these wars, go- but they were all orchestrated. They they weren't even real. That's right. And, and the thing is, the people didn't know any better because they never left their cities. They were all just, they, they were all propagandized so much. That was That's the whole right. point. When they go in and every morning, they were, they were, they were um, you know, basically, not even basically, they're a program. Well, it goes and back to what I was saying in the beginning. Purchases. It goes back to the Truman Show where Christoph says people, people accept the reality with which it is presented to them. Mm-hmm. So if you're a Russian growing up, I mean, look at Shultzenitsyn. He was mm-hmm. just—he was born in 1916 or 1917. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that was when World uh, World War One largely kind of started there, and then of course that was kind of at the same time that was during the Russian Revolution. And he wrote um, the Gulag Archipelago and a number of other different books. Where I mean, he point blank said that the Bolsheviks were largely Jewish. And that they were behind the overthrow of, but of course those Bolsheviks were were either related to or tied financially to Wall Street in America. Trotsky stayed on um, uh, Bronstein, Mr. Bronstein, <laughs> kind of reminds me of uh, Mr. Brownstone from uh, Guns N' Roses. You've been dancing with Mr. Bronstein, right? So... Brownstain. Brownstain. Brown yeah. So he's he's staying on um, land that's owned by the Rockefeller Standard Oil land, and then he's thrown out of Russia because he gets exiled because he's trying to um, he's trying to he's fucking with the czar and he's trying to overthrow uh, Russia. But then again, he then he goes back, and then they you know they they gather a bunch of uh, 
of uh, scumbags and the Red Terror and things like that. And I mean, if you look at it, and then what do we get? What do we get? We get uh, Dr. Zhivago, the movie Dr. Zhivago, where um, it's about the Russian Revolution, but it's a love story. And they say Bolsheviks maybe one or two times, <laughs> but it's never really truly about, you know, what really <laughs> what really happened over there. And of course, um, the genocide of, uh, of of Christians and um and it's just like everything about our world is an absolute lie. And some of the worst people that buy into this are the ones that have got many, many years of education. Whereas they've for years, whether it took them four or six or eight years to get a degree in history or or some level of uh, the shit that people learn about uh, in these universities, they get so embedded and it's like their whole life, you know, like you get, like I'll give you Penn State, for example. There's so many people in this area that have gone to Penn State. It's like a fucking cult. If you say anything bad about Penn State, they cut your fucking throat. Well, there's if plenty you, to if, say bad now. If you say, right, if you said anything bad about Joe Paterno, that, you know, like he knew about what was going on, but then he never said anything. And it just didn't matter. It didn't matter that people were being molested and sexually abused because it ruins and destroys people's worldview and at that within their life what's their worldview their education going to college getting drunk getting stoned graduating and following um penn state football um but so it didn't matter that that people were being uh, and then of course you find out that not only at that time the guy who was the head of penn St- of the university was a, I mean, all of these different things tied in Sandusky, all of these people tied into just like they tied in together with a lot of nefarious shit, just like the son of Sam, where there's actually a a documentary, a, a short series on Netflix now talking about the son of Sam. And then there was this guy named Maurice Terry who, when they, when they kind of captured the uh, Berkowitz, he was like, you know, this guy's uh, uh, is is somebody of of interest and was involved in this, but it wasn't just him. This is much bigger. This is a this is and you know, as he communicated with Berkowitz over the years, he became obsessed because he knew that this satanic abuse and shit like this was going on all over the place. Mm-hmm. Well, he's on record of saying that he was he was part of a group. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But nobody, you know. And then, and when the when the police, because the police were under such, and that's you know, this is this goes on all the time. The police were under such pressure to actually find someone, because you know they were just like walking, you know, whoever it was, and it may not even have been Berkowitz walked up and started shooting people through car car windows, mm-hmm. and um. And that was it. As soon as they get somebody, um, that was it. 
you know, that was the end of the, of the struggle. You know what I mean? They didn't, they wanted people to think that this guy was it. And now we did what we were, we're the heroes. Now we ended what was going on in that, you know, in that, in the seventies there. Um, and of course that's what police do now. It's just like when, when they don't, when they don't have any leads on anything, and they're constant. They're constantly trying to justify their existence. Yeah, they have to. They, they have they to justify their pay. existence in so many different ways, and that includes bringing people in, sending people to jail for you know that 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 didn't do it. You know, we're seeing that largely now that there's so many people that were in prison for that are in prison for years and years and years, and not having done what um, they were accused of doing. It's well, just they, they, it's just a big mafia, like the crime. entire thing. America is a corrupt mafia, um, pi- pirate cove. <laughs> uh, like Greg was saying, uh, Gustavus Myers saying, you know, that America years ago is just a pirate cove. It, it, it's a lie. Everything about everything about America is is a lie from the founding fathers, who are all mm-hmm. fucking related. It was just a land grab is all it fucking was. The king who was uh, on the other side of the pond, who was first cousins with George Washington, he said, "Go over there and be somebody important like I am here and then and then just, you know, let's uh let's you know, let's grab up all the land. Um our family and our bloodline will uh, get all the spoils like Obama being uh, a cousin of George Washington and so many other U.S. presidents. A lot of people are like, there's no way that Obama's related to George Washington because he's black. You know, that kind of fucking stupidity. And when even Clint pointed out that he's white by, um, he's actually white by by his blood. Yep. yep. And so it just, it, it just the, 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 the ignorance, the absolute ignorance of the American people um, you know, is is just. I mean, that's why we, we're people in other countries, people over in Europe, will, will look at us and say, "What's going on over in America?" I mean, I think maybe they're even, you know, in 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 the UK or or in France or in in Belgium, where like a lot of these people have been protesting. They're they're sitting back and they're saying, "God, why isn't America fucking doing anything about this?" Those fucking do nothings, you know what I mean? Just in a, it's just more of a black eye that we've been set up to get. Well, and and two, Shelly, and, and just listening to you guys talk, I did a video on this last month, and I'm not trying to plug it because if you, I'm going to tell people exactly where to go. If you look at the World Economic Forum's partners, if you go to the partners page, which is at World Economic weforum.org slash partners. And you can see that this is a multinational yep. corporation thing. Yep. Apple is on there. Yep. You have Lloyd's of London, which is huge. Lloyd's of London is huge. You have Kaiser Permanente. Yep. You have Microsoft. You have you have uh, Deutsche Bank. You have countries from Honda. You have Hyundai. You have Huawei. It's every fucking corporation on this planet as anything are all in bed with World Economic Forum. And you think this isn't going to go through? And I wonder how many Europeans know about this. 
Because the problem mm, is, is that a lot of people just don't know this, and that's why the whole private-public partnership thing is a fucking grab. So people, they don't see under a public-private partnership, it takes the hands out of the fucking government, so you can't do a FOIA request on a corporation. They don't that's have it. to fucking tell you a thing. That's right. And if the government enters into a contract with them, they don't have to give out FOIA. That's the whole point of it, is to subvert fucking the citizenry of this planet. And this is yeah. how they create these huge monopolies. BlackRock is yeah. another. BlackRock's well, on this list too. Well, David Martin you know? pointed out that BlackRock is at the is at the the center is one of the, uh, the organizations at the center of this, and largely benefiting from this COVID um, scam. Absolutely, BlackRock wanted, and Vanguard, I, man. I wanted to point company. out. I also wanted to point out, like uh, around here, I noticed that that there was there's a park there's a dog park and of course they you know they were saying like once the once the they they start they did the lockdown they were saying you know you you know just you know go to the park walk around you know social distance and then they shut the parks down and it turns out that then you get over there and then you start seeing all this stuff all this construction and you're like well, what the fuck is this? And then you find out that someone made a donation to turn the park into not only turned it into, but also connected to another park that's nearby, turning turning it into a, uh, a biking like a like a, a bicycle park. You know, connect them together. But I had an idea in my head, which is where they usually happen <laughs> um, is that the, these counties, this isn't, this is happening all over the place. So I just, just tonight for the first time after thinking this, the county parks getting upgraded. So I typed that in South Lake, uh, Salt Lake County parks and, and recreation upgrades, uh, upgrade some parks during, uh, you know, so like you go through here and you hear Fairfax County parks getting a healthy upgrade and it's, and and look at this, Wayne County Parks get, and I don't know where Wayne County, uh, Michigan, um, Wayne County Parks get three point seven five million in upgrades this year. Parks a budget includes upgrades at parks managed by the cities and the townships. Okay, why is this happening now? In my um, dark, um, crypt keeper type mind. <laughs> I think they're turning all these fucking parks into fucking uh, cemeteries because they're actually creating where people would walk. They're actually laying down like road or like, you know, like cement, gravel, whatever. And they're like the width of a, of a truck or a car. And it's like, okay, sounds legitimate that that would, that could be, um, that that could be a, you know, for, for, for cycling, for, for bicycling, but it could also be because of the open, open land out there. And they're supposed to be nature preserves. And I said, how much, how much of it is actually nature when they're spraying poison, you know, cocktails of pesticides to fucking kill weeds in a nature preserve. Like I said to this one guy who, uh, I was sitting on a bench, I was sitting on the park bench, like Aqualong. And this guy walks by and he's like, enjoy it now. 
enjoy it uh, for now because they're just going to destroy everything. And so we got to talking about a number of different things. And I, you know, I brought up the whole pesticide thing and I'm like, why, why are they doing this? Like, I mean, I thought this was supposed to be a nature preserve. And he said, ah, and he lived in, he lived in the, um, in the, the 55 and above, um, uh, development that was there. It's, it's a real nice looking place. Um, and then of course you just walk down, you can walk down and there's, and there's, uh, the water on the left and, uh, so I think they're actually upgrading all of these different parks for one reason or another. And I, and I just, and I don't believe it's there to expand people's ability to, you know, get out there and cycle from one park to the next. Well, they could be, you remember they got those uh, big black uh, plastic coffins. Yeah, well, that's scattered what... around the country. You know what I mean? They can put like what is it, like six or seven bodies in at a time? They say. Well, I mean, that's at that least that that's what uh, the Jesse Ventura did on the conspiracy theory television show. Yeah, <laughs> Alex Jones talked about it way before. Well, I mean, this uh, was this was Ventura this did. was actually on when when uh, when Ventura started doing his conspiracy theory show. Okay. Jones was in an episode where they visited one of these FEMA camps with the, with the stacked up, you know, uh, uh, coffins and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then they were talking about people would call up Jones and say that, that, you know, cause I had a, I had a, I guess I had a DVR then. I don't know whether it was, uh, I don't I think it was, I think it might've been a DVR from, from the actual, um, or I might have had a TiVo or something at that time, but I'm not sure. But they were people were saying that they were pulling certain episodes of conspiracy theory that just disappeared from their DVRs. And then one day I got home, and sure enough, man, they were all uh, like two or three of them were completely fucking gone. And it's when and one of them was when um, Ventura. Went to one of these, and it might have been in Texas or something. I'm not sure, but uh, there was Jones, and you know, and he was, uh, you know, getting all like, like JoJo the idiot boy, getting all excited, you know, that he was on on TV and uh, and and talking about uh, the FEMA camps and all that stuff. And then, of course, next thing you know, they were pulled off the thing. So yeah, that's total possibility. And I mean, we're we're, we're looking at that. We're possibly looking at that now. Like what what like what are they doing to these people? Like I've been listening to. I don't know if you got a chance to to watch any of those videos that I sent you between me and that uh, uh, Professor Truth guy, uh, Matt. No, not well, yet. I sent, not well, I sent him to Matt. Yeah, and um, so he was. He's saying, and he's um, he gets uh, he gets a bunch of different people. He actually gets this one guy on a pastor from Florida, who. Um, who does like um, exorcisms or something? Seems like a real nice guy. Seems pretty legit. Um, and he was saying that um, the fuck was I thinking? Um, that okay. So if you look at this as like a spiritual war, right? That um, that Satan actually thinks that he's going to be able to defeat God 
you know, because he's had dominion. Satan's had dominion over, you know, for a, a specific number of years. And PT, I'll just call him Professor Truth, but he says that in 2012 was the end of his reign. So he had, there was like a, a, a legal type of thing that went on that said, um, you are, you know, you're a bag of shit, Satan, right? And you're, and your days are numbered, right? But he's still, you know, like he's still kind of doing his thing and this is his last hurrah, right? So over the, over the last uh, eight years or so, this is what his, uh, you know, uh, his, the unclean spirits and the, the minions of, you know, that were born out of Satan's ass, like, like Tony Fauci and Bill Gates were um, do, doing what they're doing. Uh, but when you and either saying before, like when people inject um, and change the DNA, they're basically not even human anymore. So he he's saying that these people at some point are going to be are are friggin you know like I don't know how many people here believe in like demon possession, but if these people aren't are the these people are just vassals now and they're not even human anymore that they could just be they could be turned into some kind of you know zombie some kind thing, of fucking yeah, zombie like like uh thing right and i mean you know and and in the in the bible and i'm not going to get like super religious but they say like as things were in the day of noah and the reason for the flood was because the creation was bastardized genetically by by these nephilim that had um that were not human having you know having sex with with um human women and then creating these you know um hybrids well yeah and, and it's not just that the whole fucking creation here was a, an abomination and so when noah was tasked with gathering all the original animals on his ark right you see this now so i showed my so today and I'll, I'll get back to the whole thing there in a second because I just my thought. So I showed my my wife the the this guy, this big cat, this big cat collector out in Oklahoma got busted by the USDA, and this motherfucker had like what they call um, tigons and ligers, which are <laughs> right. the meshing of lines tigers and, and lions and li- right, right, right. Right, and and that those things are freaks of fucking nature, and right. the things are huge. And, and the thing is, and they've been doing this; to, they've been doing yeah. it. Yeah, mixing and, and species. Humans are splicing these things together. Yeah, and you're right. You're right. I do absolutely believe in demonic possession, especially by uh, you know uh, Father Malachi Martin. Um, I do believe that he was legitimate. There's there's just there's just no doubt in my mind that he's legitimate. I do believe that people, this this programming system, and I do like how Catherine Austin says, this going direct means going direct inside your body. That's what the going direct is about. Yeah, they even is say, like cool? she said, that they're not, it's, it is an op, they, they, they say that it's an operating system. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. They even say, yeah, it's a platform. They say it on the Moderna, I have the Moderna patents and in, 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 the, in the Pfizer patent, they say it's a platform. That's what they use for operating systems. They're a platform. That's right. Is, yep. and, and the thing is, you hit the switch on those things, and they want that collective kind of hive mind mentality. 
Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and demonic possessions are nothing new. I mean, these, but the people have become so atheistic through the belief in this, you know, Deus Ex Machina belief, like, oh, mm -hmm. tech is king, machine king, God, and 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 the thing is that they're they're hyper materialists. That's one thing Farrell says. I absolutely agree. With. These are hyper materialist people that think AI and robotics are going to be able to replace humans, and they remove the human component and. You know, there's some things I agree with Brendan on with, you know, the AI building all these ideas into the supercomputer and then printing them 3D. But what he doesn't take into consideration is it's soulless. And if you remove the human component from everything, then you're left with an empty kingdom. It's like you're, you're the ruler of nothing, essentially. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have legitimate vassals, you can have all the AI you fucking want. But the problem is, in all the robots, and they want all this stuff, but I do believe in electromagnetic pulses. And if they released an EMP that was large enough, they could destroy all this fucking technology. All this fucking technology. Well, they'd have and to it, do it at a specific time. Um, they, they still need to keep people under, you know, the, the mind control. Um, yeah. Oh, that yeah. They, yeah. That, they, uh, that they need... You know, people will say, well, they wouldn't use an EMP because that would knock the TV out and they wouldn't be able to spread fear. But, you know, no communication um, in any form, largely. But then again, people would start talking with one another, right? People, neighbors yeah, exactly. would actually start talking with one another's, at one another. And then, you know, like I would, you know, I know myself, I would be out there saying... Any one of you that friggin' walked up and got that friggin' jab, you're, you know, you're fucked. I would, I would become the news. <laughs> you're fucked. Well, yeah, exactly. And that's why I don't know. I don't know if they're going to shut down the internet. Yeah. Like they were gamed. Because that's a risky, risky thing for them to do. It's not only just about the financial clearinghouses. It's about the fucking mind control. If you have people that don't have the internet for 10 to 14 days... Well, that that control mechanism is going to be greatly loosened because yeah. people are actually going to have to get outside and do something and interact with people. And it's yeah. like if you I shut mean, that down, yeah, the whole online, gamble. yeah, the whole online um, experience is to get you into a a world kind of like the uh, ready Ready Player One type thing not that elaborate but um or not yet but uh to get people to stare into the phone i mean you can have people i mean you could have a family eating you know eating dinner and they're not really even communicating right and then one of the parents has to say if they have any fucking clue they say no, you know, no phones at the table or anything like that. And as soon as they, the, 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 you, the phone users hear that, they're just like, oh, I have to, you know, you have to, they, they yeah, get their phone, gonna, they have to take their phone and be like, that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll, I'll see you in a half hour. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll see you yeah, in a half yeah, hour. But, I'm going to miss you. Yeah, but they're not going to do that because they took the father out of the home. So the women are just addicted to the phones as the, uh, as the children. That's are. right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and let me tell you guys something. The biggest thing that they, I used to be huge, huge, let me reemphasize, 
fucking huge into video games, like uh, especially online multiplayer games like Call of Duty. So back in 2007, when I got my cherry popped with it, at least with console games, I put 32 24-hour days into that game. 30, mm. 32 24-hour days into that in game. In what period put, of time? What's up? In what period of time did you do that? that in a year. One year. Oh, in a year. Okay. So, but think about that. 32, 20, 32. And I know people... Like so, the Switch, the Nintendo Switch, which I still play and get online. I have some people that have three fucking kids. I know that I know I have three fucking kids that are my age that have over like five fucking thousand hours in games like yeah, Splatoon. It's just ridiculous. And it's just like it's just like younger me. I can forgive for that. But if I were to give thousands of hours and days and days of my life to games, or like that's just. They want you to live in that world, and that's all you're consumed with, and you never want to leave that world. It's full of distractions and pleasures, that's and it. you have some semblance yeah. of escape. That's, an, so that's all. That's all kids want to do. They don't want to. I've seen it. They don't want to. They don't want to go out. They don't want to throw a football around. They don't want to, you know, get sun, or they don't just want to run around. I saw or it firsthand. I saw it firsthand where it was just like you go out. And they're 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 just like they're they're not even thinking about any possibilities of you know like what can we do or like you know it's like the the game the game is constantly uh, you know getting back to the game right I, there was a sec there was a South Park episode where um I forget Cart Cartman and them they're they're over at um. They're over at Stan's house, right? And somehow, I don't forget what it was. Like, Cartman finds like a, a, a he finds a tampon in the in the trash or something. And for some fucking strange reason, he 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 takes it out. And then Stan's mother is there, and then something happens where she gets like super embarrassed or something. And then to get them to stop talking about it, she says that she's going to buy them this like fucking game console. <laughs> So they go and they buy the game console and that's all they want to do. They're like, all right, it's, it's Saturday at, at 11 AM. That means we can play. Okay. It was Okama, the Okama game sphere, game sphere. And they're like, we can, we can play for 18 hours and then we have to go, then we have to go to school. And uh, it's one of the ones with Tally, the fucking dope smoking fucking towel. (laughs) Oh, yes, but it's, it's just when that's it and they have to go wherever they go actually that's what it was like they found out that tally the people that the military operation that created tally found out where he was and that they wanted to use the the south park kids to get him back so what they did was they came in and they stole the okama game sphere and then they called up and said, we have your game console. You must help us get fucking tally. <laughs> so they go on this fucking mission. And they're like. And then the guys in the military are like talking all these big fucking, you know, plans and shit. And they and and the kids are just like stand stands like, listen, we don't give a fuck about what you're saying all we want is the Okama game sphere so we can go home and fucking play. We don't fucking care about your plans. 
you know, and that's it. That's all they wanted to do was gather. Like, listen, we don't give a fuck if you guys are going to fucking, you know, nuke the entire world in five days. We just want our game console so we can take it home and fucking play for fucking 12 hours straight. That, that, uh-huh. that, that, you're right, Matt. That's exactly where we're at. It's, well, it's what, yeah, how much and my dad used to say, when I was playing, game? when I was playing right. fucking and video games, and my mm-hmm. dad knew that we were playing, like whether it was Atari or something, Back in you know back in the day, my dad was like, "Why are you guys playing those baby games? Like those baby games?" And it's like, you know, and I mean they were fun at the time. Like we didn't have a console, but one of our friends did, and we were playing like fucking pong and all these other fucking cheap little games that were, you know, nothing compared to what what we see today. And uh, he was right. I mean, my dad was right about everything, man. My dad was right about everything. Well, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you no, there, no. Man. Go ahead, man. Yeah. I just- they're, they're, so one of the biggest things that they've done with gaming to make it very addictive, and I know because I was very addicted to achievements. So one of the ways they increase the longevity of games is Sony has a better system than Microsoft, but Microsoft introduced this system with an X, this system with the Xbox. There's like a thousand achievement points, or there's so many trophies you get that are gold, silver. Uh, bronze, and then a platinum if you get all those trophies. Sure. So so a lot of the psychological motivation is the ping. Every time you get a trophy, you're motivated to go get another one. That's it. These are, you know, and, and the thing is, they know that that is a motivator for people. Like, oh, i got to get this trophy. And they give little hints on the trophy index or the achievement index, what you need to do to accomplish those things. And, man, there are some people that dedicate their lives to getting uh, uh, trophies. Now, I'm telling you, Charlie, I was so addicted to these things, um, and and I used to only play games to get trophies. I had like 8,000-some trophies over over an 11-year period. Let me tell you, these fucking trophies time-stamped, so they know what you're doing. They data-aggregate what you're doing. It is a fucking data grab, and it it is absolutely Mm -hmm. malevolent that people are so fucking addicted to these things. Like I was, and it wasn't until I got off psych meds that I quit fucking playing video games. Like I used to. And I mean, I play them just for fun, not to, not to fucking get achievements that mean nothing in the real world. Yeah. Like I could never, I could never play any of the, any of the, like um, the games where I got for a little while there, I played some games where you would have to find the key to be able to get to the next level. But it, it just like it wasn't enough to really keep me involved in the game. Mm-hmm. I just found that what I wanted to do when I was playing video games, and it was more so just hockey, like all of the different hockey games throughout throughout the years. You know, the EA Sports hockey games where oh. I would play with a friend or. And like now, and I mean, I haven't in like months or so, I haven't, I haven't even really played, but you know, I'll play uh, online playing a hockey game. I, I can't, I, I can't do the first person shooters. I can't do any of the, um, I just can't, I just can't do it. I, I just can't, my, my focus, it just doesn't interest me. Maybe that's a good right. thing. Maybe, it, maybe it's a good thing. Um, but definitely with family members, younger younger kids um just just a constant 
you know, just a, a just a, a fix. They they need that fix. They need that game fix. They need it. They need it. They need it. They need it. They want mm-hmm. it. And I mean, and, and and look at it. I mean, they're the games are like what fucking sixty sixty five. And now they're now I'm they're not... now they're increasing it for like PS five Xbox the new Xbox and X or whatever it is to uh, they're seventy fucking dollars, and that's for digital too. A digital or physical seventy fucking dollars. Oh, so it doesn't matter whether it's a physical disc or or no, it does not. They do not differentiate. Right, they were losing too much money because everybody was copying them. Right, they one guy would buy it and then he would probably make copies and then sell. Well, you can share accounts, but they they it's very difficult to pirate those games. They make it very fucking difficult because it's tethered to your fucking account. If they find you're sharing an account, they will shut down your account. No, no, but I mean. Before, before when you had to actually like when they still had uh, like GameStop. Yeah, there was there was there were easier platforms. There were easier platforms to to copy stuff. But no, but I mean before when you actually had to go to the store and buy the game, there was a lot of pirating going on. Now because it's all streaming and you got to go to the site or whatever, you know. Now they got a bit more control over you. You can't. You know, you have yeah. to pay. Well, that's part of the phase out of physical media completely, because they want to tether to a cloud-based thing, and then you can't share it. You can't give your game to someone else to play it, um, because that's one of the things. You're right. Yes, that's one of the things they want to lock down on. Uh, one of the things about like, all right. So you guys probably heard of Sega. Well, Sega. Mm-hmm. One of the big reasons Sega got bankrupted wasn't just because of their shitty business policy. It's because those Dreamcasts games, right. you could burn them on a CD-ROM burner back then. So people weren't buying the fucking games. They were just ripping them and putting them online, downloading them, because Ethernet was taking off then. So you could download so, a big game. Like so a they, big didn't, game, quote, quote. they didn't protect their intellectual property the, the proper way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, you're right, Andrew. Yeah, they tie it to an account. They want people to stream. It's more convenient, right? Where you can't go to the fucking store, so you buy our digital game. And the thing is, it's a fucking rental. You get it, you do not own a damn fucking thing when you buy digital, because it's just a fucking rental. You can pay full price for a rental, but if something happens to the service, you do something to piss them off, like Sony on their PS5 now that I've been monitoring. They can snitch on you. They can they can snitch on you to Sony to ban you from certain things, from chats and stuff. If you offend someone, um, you know that. It's all being very tightly monitored, and video game industry is a multi, multi tens of hundreds of billions of dollars industry. And the thing is that they're doing now is these fucking games look more than photorealistic; they look fucking real. Mm-hmm. If you go buy some of these games, like just if there's no map on the screen or anything, yeah. especially since most of them are being upres to 4K and 6K, which that whole screen resolution technology is meant to ensnare people to make them mesmerized by it. It's more realistic, the more involved you're going to be in it. And same with VR, but the thing is, you 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 have this technology now to where people are so enveloped with it, it's so real looking, that why would I interact outside when I can play in this game? Yeah, that but looks it's not real. just that. It's not just that. They make the real world intolerable to exist. Oh yeah, lame. absolutely. They make the real world lame. Yeah. I mean, well, um, well, look, look at the it? kids that go to school now. All the boys that go to school, they're told how horrible they are, especially if they're of European descent. You are the, the, the you know, the white devil. 
and you're to blame for all of society's problems, the world's problems, the uh, destruction of the earth. Everything is your fault, right? Yeah, so yeah. what do these kids need? So they don't have a, a, a fucking psychotic episode, a mental breakdown, right? What do they do? They go and they take their frustrations out on like these, you know, so calm and all these uh, first person shooter military games and stuff like that. And those are all being monitored too by the military. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah, I've heard mm-hmm. that many times. Right. They're, looking, they're looking for the kids that they can turn into future killers, future assassins. And it's something they've done for a long time. Uh, I remember uh, the interview with Kay Griggs where she talked about uh, uh, all the uh, assassins they have. They were getting the, the, the young boys out of uh, Romania and Bulgaria, places like that. And indoctrinating them and turning them into assassins. Right. And she said she had talked to some of these guys, and they were like, they, they just want to go home. They don't want to do this anymore. They never wanted to do it to begin with. They didn't want to be turned into assassins for a, you know the new world order. They right. just want to go home to their families, and they can't. They they fuck these guys' minds up so bad that even if they go home, you you can't leave them there. Yeah. Because it, uh, we, with the the MK Ultra brainwashing and the, all the triggers they put yeah. into their mind, these guys could be set off at any time. The, the you know a, yeah. the phone rings, they pick it up, the code word's given, and they're off to the fucking yeah. races, hunting down their uh, their target. Well, here's the thing. Here's another aspect of that is that all of these children that disappear, right? The children that you see on the milk cartons and stuff like that, they're they're not being abducted by you know, some friggin', you know, lone psycho. Okay. No, they're, they're no, being no, no, no. abducted by dark, you know, black ops fucking shit. And they're being tested on, they're being, um, uh, what the, this guy, uh, I was telling you about this guy, Bailey. Um, he, uh, what is it? Satanic ritual, ritual abuse. And, yep. and then the D I think it's DID, um, what do they call it? Where they fuck with somebody so bad that they disassociate to the point where they create another identity, some kind of DID, like disassociative yeah, split, split identity, personality. Mul- mul- Diso- yeah, yeah disassociative identity disorder. Kathy and I mean, O'Brien did that, right? I listened to, um, I listened to because because uh, PT um, uh, had him on, and so I listened to. Um, like three episodes that that they did like four years ago, and he was explaining all of these different things that you know, all these people that he came across. Um, and there was this one like really really profound story that he told where he was sitting at uh, having dinner, at, at, you know, eating at this one um establishment. Mm-hmm. And this woman walks up to him and claims to be like this archangel or whatever. And, and dude's like, well, what do you want from me? And this, this type of a guy, like he'll get, he gets calls. He said, I get calls all the time. People saying to me, dude, I got something totally friggin' weird that I want to tell you. And he was just like, no, you don't like, <laughs> cause he's been through so many different things. And so now, I mean, like, I'm listening to the guy, so it sounds like he's being being like totally honest about what he's doing. I, I just, for some reason, I just can't. I, I don't think that he's that he's bullshitting. 
So he's handed like all of these different lists, a list or two of these people, pastors and certain other people. And some of these pastors are actually fucking people up. They're not, they're not good people. So he's supposed to contact them and tell them they know what you're doing and you're going to friggin' cease and desist. And if you don't, you know, you're going to be found out. And so there was this one woman, this one black woman who lived in, um, um, kind of like a down, down trodden area. And they said that, that this woman for years has been trying to help people in her community, trying to get people to be more, you know, you know, trying to make them to be better people, trying to get them to, you know, uh, contemplate, you know, God in, in their life. And in the thing, in the, in the, the information, it says, they said, she's going to give up. She's going to stop helping people. She's going to stop praying for these people. So he goes and visits her and says, hi, you don't know me, but, um, I have some information that I wanted to, to, and then he said, like he said to her, I said, you, you may think I'm crazy here, but I don't want you to give up what you're doing. I don't want it, I don't want you to stop what you're doing. Somebody, somebody told me that you are going to stop helping people because you're going to give up. And she corroborated. She was like, yeah, I've been trying to do, I've been trying to help people. I've been trying to do these things for so long. And, um, and then ultimately she said that she was not, that she was not going to stop because, and then she, you know, he was just like, I was blown away. Like the information that this woman gave to me, it seemed so legitimate. He said that I kind of followed up on it. And then they, he found out that, that there were people, um, that were abused by this one pastor or whatever. So, and he also said that in these churches, because obviously they're corporations, uh, 501c3, that it's not uncommon for them to have like Satanists that are actually in the churches that, you know, are supposed to be there uh, for spiritual guidance or whatever. So, so yeah, so I mean, it's like the, getting back to the, the the satanic ritual abuse and everything like that. Um, it's a real thing. Yeah, but that, no doubt, that all goes back to blood libel, right? You know, yeah. like you, you know, the going back to uh, <clears throat> them monitoring the kids, right? Playing these first, uh, oh, sure, first person shooter games and that. Um, there's a book by I think it's Dave McGowan called program to kill is that is that guy is he still alive or is he dead no he passed away he's actually i did hear the first guest yeah he's the first guest tim kelly ever had on his show okay he's the guy that he wrote that book he wrote uh the book about the uh the the uh, scene in uh la the music scene Mm mm-hmm in uh what the fuck is it called the laurel canyon uh right laurel canyon right yeah, and how all these uh, 
all these uh, music acts all had connections to U.S. Uh, military intelligence. Yeah, like uh, the guy yeah, from the doors. Yeah, Jim Morrison's dad mm-hmm. was an admiral of the Navy, and he uh, took part in orchestrating the Gulf of Tonkin what about, story. Which, what about which Jimi Hendrix? Vietnam was War. Hendrix? I know Hendrix was in the military, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't know for how long. And he though. traded the gun in for a white Strat and went. Bow, now, now, now. <laughs> yeah, uh, who was the bow, other? Bow, one? Uh, bow, bow, the the uh, uh, Stephen Stills, apparently. I think mm. it was him. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. His his father was in the military and military intelligence. There's a whole bunch of them, and uh, you know, the, so the, he established all these these links, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and uh, is. He was, what the fuck was he? He went to school for one thing, but he ended up being a contractor, Tim Kelly was saying. Yeah. But uh, there's, there's, those are a couple of good books. I put the links to them in the, in the chat, right? Cool. There's, yeah. uh, there's one that's almost 2,000 pages, yeah. but it's, it's multiple books all in one uh, PDF. You just did now? So. You just put it in there now? Yeah, it's in there right now. And you're, uh, you're good, there you're was a good egg, uh, bro. You're a good egg. Uh, oh, everybody got to be something, right? <laughs> But the uh, there, there's another book. I brought it up before. It's called The Phoenix Program. Okay. And it's written by a guy named Doug Valentine. Now, Doug, mm-hmm. Douglas Valentine uh, did some research. to see The CIA created this program called The Phoenix Program, which was meant to uh, – they created it during the Vietnam War. And they used it to terrorize the Vietnamese into submission. Okay. There was – uh, you know, beatings, kidnappings, assassinations, uh, brutal murders ca- carried out, and they they like they would grab a, a Vietnamese and just hack him up and leave the body there for people to to see. Yeah. It was meant to terrorize people, right? In yeah. submission. Well, uh, in the book, he talks about how, and he went and interviewed members of the special forces that were involved with this during the Vietnam War, right? And so he was getting first-hand accounts of some of the things that happened over there. Mm-hmm. And his theory was is that after the war ended, you saw a rise in serial killers in the United States and also the uh, child abductions and murders, sure. right? And and a lot of the guys, if you dig into their... Uh, a lot of these serial killers, right, like you know the Ted Bundy's. Uh, who's the guy from Chicago? He used to paint himself up like a clown. Uh, um, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, him. I guess those two. If you dig into their history, they were connected. Sure. Okay, and there, and there's a lot of these serial yeah. killers that were well, they, they, they're connected with the military, and they think that these uh, that the, the, the Phoenix program was brought back to. It was tested out in Vietnam, but then it was brought back to terrorize the American public. Don't let your kids pull outside. Don't trust your neighbor. Don't trust the stranger in the parking garage. You know, it meant to terrorize people. Yeah. And uh, if you, I don't know if you guys ever saw that uh, documentary that that fat fuck from uh, Michigan did, uh, call, Bowling for Columbine, yeah. Michael Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, they interviewed, uh, I think it was in that, that they interviewed Marilyn Manson. And he said something that's always stuck with me. He said, it seems like the, the, the media and the government, they, they, they want you to be afraid mm-hmm. and consume, right? And that, that's what yeah. it seems like the, the Phoenix program was, was meant to do, make you afraid and make you spend your money. 
Right? Yeah, well, they you, know you, that. Yeah, they know that um, filling you with fear is um, is going to have any number of different um, effects. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yep. Because my telegram says it's not responding, and it's like a sucking up like a hundred and twelve percent of my cpu you know what's you know what's weird Uh, i'm i'm looking at my telegram and we're recording and when you guys talk i i see i see the reaction on my mixer here but for some reason i'm getting the spinny wheel i'm getting yeah that's exactly what i'm I'm getting the multi multi colored spinny wheel in telegram and i can't even i don't think i can even click in there yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't even. I, I can't, can't even click sure. on it. Yeah. Well, we got like yeah. about we got about like eight minutes left in this. I just want to tell you guys, I found the video game stats. A hundred made a hundred and eighty billion dollars. The industry did last year. Hundred and eighty billion. Wow. Hundred and eighty billion. You think they're gonna let that fucking shit sink? And then here's a here's a movie for you guys, and it's a cornball fucking movie. But don't tell me it doesn't have predictive programming in it. It's called Gamer. It has a. Uh, Oh, it has Michael C. Hall in it, and it has uh, 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 Gerard Butler in it. And Gerard Butler, what they do is they, they they say video, the kids playing video games, they're controlling real soldiers. And Gerard Butler is one of the soldiers that a kid's controlling in his room. And the kid tries to help him get out of that gamer world, if I remember properly. But if wow. we talk about predictive programming... You know, yeah. the kid's actually controlling the soldier and having the soldier kill people. So the kid is like an assassin. It's a cornball movie. It got like a 37 in it. But yeah. it has Michael C. Hall in it. It's worth, a, it's worth a look. And how old is that? Is that an old one? 2009. Okay. Yeah, because I, um, I just saw a movie with the butler. And now the, 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 the strange thing about, well, not strange, but P.T., Professor Truth sent me a video, and because he feels pretty confident, and I I don't know that that that, that I do, but I wouldn't rule it out that this Planet X is yeah, a real thing. And so he sent me this this movie preview of, and it had Gerard Butler in it, right? The guy from Three Hundred, right? I think he's yeah. Australian. Uh, um, he's uh, Irish, he's Scottish. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 yeah, I yeah. think he's from Scotland. You're right, yeah, yeah. And so he um, is, there's this, you know, uh, like massive freaking asteroid strikes. And then it turns out that this huge friggin' asteroid is gonna is gonna hit, and it's it's a friggin' uh, extinction extinction level event. So they have all these people get texts. So he gets he's out and he gets this text, and the reason he's getting the text is because it give, it's given him directives saying you, your wife and your son have to come to this particular airfield, and what the, and these people are going to be the ones that get that go underground when you know to protect them and and the thing is and. So he's talking to, there's everybody that's over at his house, all the neighbors and stuff, they're sitting there. And they're like, and you find out later that he's like a structural engineer. So when, after it's all over, they're going to need people that have those types of skills. So that's the reason why he goes. But then you find out 
that his son is diabetic and they won't let his son on because he's sick. So it turns out that they're just, they're on their own. But the, the, the name of the movie is called Greenland. Now, when I saw it, when I saw the, the preview for it, it was last summer and I got it, you know, in a, in a text and PT was just like, check this out. This is uh, pr- uh, predictive programming for, for Planet X because, I mean, it's supposed to come and it's supposed to friggin' wipe you know, the planet out. And and he was saying, he said, when it, when it, when it hits, it said, it's not, if, if these people think that they're going to go underground, you know, and that they're going to be safe from, you know, the destruction, he's like, think again. He said this, you know, he's like, this is God's wrath. Before, he said, before the flood, White, he said before before in history it was water that was used and he said now it's going to be fire <laughs> and so um so and i mean like what i've come to understand about cosmology and how it's really not you know what the cause the true cosmology and this is what i believe is more conducive to an actual creator than the evolution and the big bang where we're just a fucking accident. Right. So would a system that wants you to, that wants to enslave you, would they, would they tell you that, would they lie to you and tell you that you're a fucking, you know, you're a fucking cosmic fucking accident or would they tell you the truth about, right. Of course, they would lie to you and make you feel like you were a fucking accident. So, you know, how how could that be? You know, you're an accident. You evolved. You you know, you crawled out of the slime. And then, uh, you know, we evolved from monkeys. But yeah, well, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so this this uh, particular movie. So I finally saw it. I'm like, what the heck is this? And it was Saturday night. Mm-hmm. It was like, what's this on on uh, on HBO? And it, and it was called Greenland. And I'm like, you know. I'm like, oh, it's a disaster movie. All right, let's check it out. <laughs> and uh, and it turns out to be that fucking movie about you know this uh, this disaster that's going to happen. And uh, and uh, so yeah, it was it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But uh, it just again it showed how in in a in a in a crazy uh, fucked up situation um, how people are, are will just really truly show their their true their true colors will will shine through and. You know, there are people trying to steal like these uh, bracelets off people's hands. Like he couldn't go because his son was sick. So his wife, they all eventually kind of found a a way to get to where they needed to get to. But uh, people were trying to fucking steal. You know, they were trying to steal friggin' bracelets that, that if they got to one of these airfields, they could get a flight to one of these different areas to 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 survive the impact. And uh, and the guy was like, he said, "You stupid fuck! That bracelet ha- ha- coincides with with my name. You would have to show them that you're me. And if you can't show them that you're me, you're fucked, you bag of shit." So I mean, it was just a, you know, it was, uh, you know, if that's what's going to happen. That's, that's some scary shit. <laughs> well, it's like Rappaport said. 10,500 year war and what's that go uh, you know go go along with or go inside with well, Tower of Babel in my opinion and my wife disagrees with me lots of people do but I think we're in the second 
we're in another Tower of Babel moment in history yeah. where the internet is the Tower of Babel. It is the metaphorical, it is the fucking Tower of Babel. You can't see it, but it is. Yeah. And it is doing the exact same thing as that biblical story said the Tower of Babel did. What was the point of the Tower of Babel? Humans got such hubris that they were building this cast, this tower to the sky, and it's like, uh, it's like uh, the Bible says, what if they were to have accomplished that feat, they could have whatever their hearts desired. If they were to get at the top, whatever their imaginations desired, they could have if they built that tower. Like I don't and know, if I, was sh- yeah. cool I don't know if I shared of- that with you. Um, there was a. Um, that when the U.S. invaded um, Iraq, that they found the remains of what some Gilgamesh. believed to be Gilgamesh. Giants. Yeah, yeah, giants. Giants. Yes. Yeah. They actually found well, the remains of Gilgamesh, and that they and they believe that um, at some point there's going to be a, uh, a, a, a reanimation of, of some of these. Um, I mean, he talks to some guy who w- was in the military and worked underground and said that there was actual, you know, what he saw down there was uh, pretty friggin' you know some scary shit and i can i'll share it you know i'll send that to you we got about seven seconds thanks everybody for listening or um what's really happening